the best show what's up everybody i'm tom and i'm here to tell you that we're gonna have a good time tonight with the show the topic tonight what is the most boring thing to talk about most boring subset whatever we want to call it Is it people who talk about fantasy sports? Is it people who talk about quitting social media? Tonight, we will get to the bottom of it. We also have our guest in studio. We're going to have Nick Thorburn. He of Islands and... Mr. Heavenly and a lot of other things and we'll talk to him about all sorts of things and other things going on and uh, yeah it's just it's look, it's the best show what do you want me to tell you what do you think it's going to be it's the best show right Mike yeah Mike's fired up because Dudio's not here tonight Mike's fired up no Dudio means smiling Mike is back how about that best show Show. And I 
Best Show. What's up, everybody? How are you tonight? My name is Tom. I'm the host of the show. Welcome here on this weird weather here. Strange weather. Yesterday was torrential floods for about two hours, and then it was sunny, and then now today was oddly cold. Oh, who knows what's going on with the weather, right? Phone number 201-332-3484 if you want to get in on the action here on the best show. Ah, uh, what do I want to tell you? We just heard from Islands from their album Arms Way. Creeper! Came out ten years ago. Anti, anti records. What do I want to tell you guys? Uh, let's see. Hmm. Well, the topic today is who is the most boring? Now, I don't mean specifically. I don't mean, like, I don't want everybody to say AP Mike's the most boring. Like, like this is not an invitation to say that Mike is boring or... No. We're talking about groups of, like... Like, maybe, like... Coin collectors? Is that a thing? Do people still collect coins? I don't know. I don't know if coin collectors are boring. I, I think coin collecting might be boring. Who knows? Let's find out. Talk to you all about it. And we're here tonight. We are. Uh, we got Pat. How are you tonight, Pat? Pat's very good. Mike, you good? He's feeling good. Dudio is uh, on assignment. And I'll tell you, you should see the pep in Mike's step. I tell you. This guy's... He's moving around. Am I wrong, Pat? Am I wrong about Mike as like a pep in his step now that there's no dudio tonight? Yeah, he's he's got like just a... Like a... Like a, like a liveliness uh, to, to him that has been absent for three years. Since December of 2014. Now, well, Mike, you better wrap your head around it because Dudio is here to stay. Like it or not, Mike, Dudio is here to stay. And I like Dudio. I think Dudio is a... There would be no show without Dudio. So open your heart to him, Mike. Open your heart to Dudia, would you? For once in your life. And you can shut the heat off if you don't mind. I, I feel like I'm uh, uh, like I'm warm enough now. Who's good here, Mike? Line one. Line one's good. Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. It's Thomas in Virginia. Thomas in Virginia. What part of Virginia are we uh, talking about here? Uh, the Shenandoah Valley area. What's that? What's the Shenandoah Valley area? What is the what? Uh, what's what's the big city in the Shenandoah Valley area? Oh, 
Oh, no, no big cities, just a lot of little towns going down the valley from Winchester all the way down to Tennessee. Like when you I'm need in that some, area. when you need something like if you need to get like a like a like a, a book that's hard to find, where would you go? Uh, assuming I wasn't going to order it online, I guess I would try to go to uh, DC probably, but that would be like a two-hour drive. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what's going on tonight? But, well, I think I've started it off on the right track with boringness. You know, talking no, about- you're not boring. <laughs> You're not boring. I uh, I was thinking about what a good topic, and I think one of the most boring things you can try to talk to people about, uh, if it doesn't concern them, is your fantasy sports team. And uh, I'm in the e- best show. E-cigarette, uh, e-cigarette for legs. League. E-cigarette for legs. I got him. I got him. <laughs> and let me say this: you're not the e-cigarettes for legs guy. I want to say this. I know who that guy is. I know. I went to a rock show a couple weeks ago in Philadelphia. Somebody told me who he was. I know who you are. I know who you are, e-cigarettes for legs guy. It's not this snooze on the line. It's, uh, no, and you're not a snooze. Look, you're, you're seem like a great, a great guy. You know, I'm just teasing you, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I do, Tom. So, yeah, so look, so you, you think fantasy sports are the most, it's like the most boring subset. Is it a subset what we should be calling, right? That's the little, like the community, right? Yeah, especially, I, see, I find it interesting, uh, to talk with people who also play fantasy sports. Uh, but before I get carried away with this, though, I, I am curious how your league ended up. I know you said you made it to the finals. Made it to the finals. I lost. League. I lost in the finals. And I'll say this: I've made it to the finals five years in a row in my league. That means I've come in second four, and I've won once. And I've so I've come in second four times and first once. You tell me that's not a hallmark of quality. And I'll say this also: five years. Have I matched up against the same person twice? No. It's always a different person in the finals I'm up against. Does that speak volumes to the, that, that's, that, that says more than any, almost any. I've never faced one of these clowns twice. They can't get back. I get back five years in a row. All right. It's so savvy. Yeah. I'm good at it. I'm good at it. Do you draft well? I do. I draft well, and I ride the waiver wire like nobody's business. Now, see, this was a, an example of how boring this is. Exactly. Everyone exactly. else is saying right now, like, <laughs> oh, it feels like they're getting uh, syrup poured on their heads. Is like, it a redraft league, or is it a keeper league? It's, you know, it's a redraft. Redraft. What do you think? Okay. A keeper league. Keeper league. If it's a keeper league, I'd win every year <laughs> the way I draft. Well, I think I have uh, I've, I've made my point about how boring it is, and uh, so you're in a fantasy f- baseball league. I'm in actually the uh, best show fantasy baseball league, and that's organized by who now? Who runs that? Avalanche Bob or something, right? He's the commissioner. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> hey, Mike, I'm gonna draft Aaron Judge on my team now. I gotta gotta. I actually, my team name is Dudio themed, believe it or not. Really? What is it? 
All right. Uh, it is duty OPS, and OPS is a type of uh, sabermetric analysis. Oh, this is, so boring. this is so boring. <laughs> now I know this is boring. I was fascinated when I was just talking about my team. I'm bored listening to you talk about yours. I got bored. I can only imagine how boring it's, it's all boring. Fantasy basketball is fantasy fantasy sports way up there on the list of what's the most boring mm-hmm. thing you'd talk about. Okay. Mike. Mark that down. Fantasy sports. Anything else, my friend? Thanks, Tom. Have a good evening. You too, mate. Special hi. Hi, is this fantasy sports talk? No, it's not. We're talking about whatever. Alright, what's up with your phone line there, Chief? What, what's going on? Is it better now? A little better. Okay, sorry about that. That's alright, that's alright. To whom am I speaking? This is Paul in Queens. Paul in Queens. What's up, Paul? Uh, I have one for the topic. I think the most boring subset of people are, uh, Beer snobs. Ah, beer. Yes, a beer snob. Someone talking about beer. Wait, what was that, man? Is that your cat? Yeah, she wants to talk. Put your cat on. What's your cat's name? All right. Hey. Hey, you want to talk about beer snobs, too? What's that cat's name? Foo. Foo? Foo. F-O-O. Like a Foo Fighter? Well, that's not where her name comes from, but yeah, like that. Where's her name come from? Well, it's <laughs> kind of a boring story. Uh, she's a Siamese cat, and uh, the Thai or Siamese word for friend is Fuan, so I call her Foo for short. That's nice. That's not boring. That's nice. Oh, thank you. Everybody's so worked up now, they're afraid they're going to be boring. No, that's not boring. That's nice. It's a cute little story. Uh, thank you. So, like a beer snob, are you a beer? What, what's your? What, where do you stand on all this stuff, uh, Paul? Why, 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 what are you? What's your? Uh, uh, your choice of uh, alcoholic beverage? Well, I like beer, and there are. I mean, I guess I have go-to's, but I just feel like people who are so particular about what beer is the good beer and what beer is the bad beer and they'll just go on and on about craft beer and it's there's not a lot of difference between them no that's why uh all right your cat's uh right, we got it <laughs> now this 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 ap mike you know this guy works on the show yes right he was saying to me he was talking about beer, and he, he thinks he's a beer snob. He's a beer slob, is what he is. <laughs> he's a beer slob. Is he still working through that Kirkland light? Oh, yeah. He was telling, he was telling me about the, the, like the, the hints of what he was getting. He's like, is he well, like aluminum? He's like, Kirkland light has hint. Yeah, he said aluminum. It has hints of aluminum. And he said the best thing about the Kirkland Light is that you did you when you when you throw up, uh, you, you get like an oaky. <laughs> you get just like under undertones of oak, twice. Sure, that's how you really appreciate it. Yeah, he likes the Kirkland Light, the Costco beer. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's good. It's working out. Yeah, it's working out for him. 
All right, your cats are driving me nuts now. Get off my phone. This guy's cat. Loud cat. Loud cat. Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. Hi, to whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Jeremy in Baltimore. Jeremy, how are you tonight? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What's going on? What's going on? Where are you? Uh, Where are you in Oakland? You're in Oakland. Baltimore. Baltimore. The yeah. So what's going on in Baltimore tonight? I got something for the topic. All right. Nothing's going on in Baltimore. What do you got? <laughs> That's what I got. Go. What, what do you got? What do you got? Um, I think hearing people talk about craft beer is really boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what the last guy said. Oh, darn it! Well, tell All me, right, like, well, give me, give me some things about craft beer that, like, if somebody's talking about it, it drive you nuts. Like, wow, wow, what? Do an impression I of feel, someone talking about craft beer. Uh, I feel like watching someone take a sip of something and then they go, "I actually like this one." You mean like they're afraid somebody's going to judge them for liking it? Yeah, or like they're, they're surprised that they like another craft beer that they're taking a sip of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's a weird community. Tell you one thing, you know where you're not going to run into that is when AP Mike's behind the bar. Ain't, ain't, no, ain't no threat of uh, beer snobs going on there, huh, Mike? Right? You go where Mike is, the guy will say, uh, the guy will be like, yeah, look, you can see, uh, I, I prefer this beer because when I throw up on my shirt, it doesn't stain it as badly. <laughs> like, that's the level of beer snobs that Mike's dealing with. All right. Can, you have can we get a list of the beers that Mike serves? At I, I can do that right now. Bud. That's it. That's the list. Bud. It's a three three letter list. Now they got Bud. They got everything. Bud, Bud Light, Coors Light, uh, Michelob, PBR, Genesee. What else you got, Mike Schlitz? Yingling, Schlitz. All the all the good stuff. Parking lot beers. A, f- a great parking lot beer. Beers that generally are bought by underage kids begging people in parking lots of liquor sure. stores. Hey, uh, can you, uh, would you be able to get me and my friends a 12-pack? What do you want? Uh, 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 uh Bud Light? Yeah, sure, kid. If somebody asked you at this point in your life, if you were in the parking lot of a liquor store and someone asked you to buy them beer, what would you do? Is it immoral to say that it would kind of depend on the delivery? Depend on the delivery? What do you mean? Like how it was asked. No, that's not immoral. Like, like how so? Like what would be a good version of that would make, what would make you do it? That's a good question. Um, Excuse me, sir. Oh, I'll try a couple for you. Sure. Excuse me, sir. Uh, 
I just wanted to know. Uh, me and my friends are uh, looking to hang out, and uh, wanted to know if you could pick us up a twelve pack of uh, of beer tonight. I, I think I would appreciate it if they were more confident. Ah, more confident. Okay, how about like this? Hey, hey, you. <laughs> I want beer. You look old. Get it for me. Is that confident? Is that too confident? I, I kind, I kind of appreciate that. But you would still do it. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. If they if they bossed you around, you do so. They're just this is just tapping into your your. Uh, this is just tapping into old haunt, haunt like the haunt, hauntings of your past. You're 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 just ready to get bullied. But also, if they asked for something kind of weird, that like not like not beer. If a kid asked you to pick him up a thing of uh, of peach schnapps, <laughs> you do that. I think I think I would have to. All right. What if you asked you to buy him one of those Dan Dan uh, Aykroyd skulls of vodka? I have not heard of this. Yeah, the vodka skull filled with uh, vodka. What? But Dan Aykroyd? Dan Aykroyd threw his name on it. Yeah. Wow. I guess he doesn't have enough money from Ghostbusters. Just <laughs> the eight hundred million dollars he got from Ghostbusters wasn't enough. He had to slap his name on a um, on a vodka. It's like a weird answer to Coppola's vineyards or something. Yeah, Dan a- Dan Aykroyd's skull. We should get an AP Mike beer. That's what we should finally. This is where this is all building toward, isn't it, Mike? Some sort of AP Mike beer. And just picture people go, "Give me a cold Mike," right? No, there's Mike's hard lemon, like. That won't work. Give me an AP, right? That's what they'll call it. Give me an AP. An AP, Mike's now Mike's get what? Are you, what are you doing? Wordplay out there? Word? What are you, Elvis Costello Jr.? APIPA? No. Because of what Mike said, I'm saying to you, get off my phone. That's how bad what Mike just said was. I hung up on someone that didn't say it. You just took the hit for Mike. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Best show, hi. Hey, uh, Tom, Avalanche Bob, how are oh, you, my, my friend? I'm, I'm, I'm good, Avalanche Bob. Look at, look at this. How I hope I'm not boring you. No, no, you're not boring me. You're not well, boring me. Well, I hear the topic tonight is about boring, right? It, it, wait, the topic? You know we have a topic? Yeah, of course I know. You have the topic about boring. And what bores me is when people look up at millions of stars in the star and billions of planets and say there's no life on this earth. That bores me. 
and some of the music today is very boring, and there's a lot of good music today, does, too, like Imagine yeah. Dragons and uh, 30 Seconds to Mars and people like that. That's the good way. Is that good or bad? about stupid politicians wait, uh, is, is who know nothing seconds? at all and on, try, oh, uh, argue with one another. That okay. bores me. Yeah. Is 30 Seconds to Mars good or bad? 30 Seconds to Mars is a great band. Okay. Walk on Water. And uh, also American Dragon. You like them? They're great, man. Uh huh. All right. What do you think? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know if I'm as into them as you are. Oh, and uh, yeah, and uh, uh, you never bore me. <laughs> oh, it's nice of you to say. I appreciate that. So how? Yeah, how... you never bore me, and you. I thank you so much for supporting and uh, doing all you've done for me, and. Uh, I don't want to promote myself, so I'm not going to say anything. No, 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 no. You, you do, you, well, you got a record out. Mike loves this record. AP Mike loves this record. Oh. He drives yeah, around, uh, he drives uh, around Bayonne. Black. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm, it's being, uh, it's being played on, uh, Bennett Show and Los Angeles Radio. It's been played in W, uh, EBN Radio. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping to get it on some more stations and, yeah. uh, Things are looking good, and uh, things are really still getting out there. Yeah, love it. Yeah, Mike. Uh, Mike blast. Mike rides around Bayonne and blasts at his window. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, okay. listen, I've changed the name of uh, Snowboard Revolution because of all these superheroes on the on the Olympics. I call it now the Superboard Revolution because what they do is absolutely like superheroes, man. They jump in the tiny buildings. It kind of is like superheroes. Yeah. I'm telling you, uh, this is getting bigger, and I, I thank you so much for all you've done. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I try to promote the arts. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope everything's good with you. And, oh, it uh, is. Thanks for asking. As I said, you, you have uh, done so much for me, and I didn't want to bore you, and I don't want to bother you if I'm bothering you too much. Oh, you're not bothered. You're not bothered. You could never oh, be a bother. Oh, uh, because maybe I was calling too much, and people no, got upset. Oh, don't worry. You could never be a bother. You could never be oh, a bother. Oh, great. You and uh, would you like to hear a little song? Sure. Okay, uh, no bone be hot dog be yet, no bone no be long, no bone be hot dog be so bone I belong, no bone I super bone baby, super bone is Valentine, baby ride the super board all day long, rock and roll it all the night, singing tick tack a doom night, tick a tack a doom night, yo the little 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 roll, singing tick a tack a doom night, tick a tack a doom night, yo the little 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 roll, singing tick a tack a doom night, tick a tack a doom night, all the little 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 Rock a nigga punk a little bop, little lady, little lady bop. Well, you do the iron cross, you do the triple cross, you do the double somersault too. When you flip around, you turn around, baby, down your what to do. No born, baby, hot dog, and baby, yes, no born, no baby, wrong. Double born, baby, hot dog, and baby, no born, you can't go wrong. Double born, baby, no born, baby, no born, bring it all the time. Bring it right, super born, all day long, bring it right, super born, all day long. And rock and roll, Oh, oh, you got me on that last note. Hot you like What's it? that song called? Hot Dog? That is one of my snowboard songs from uh, a, a music of my road called Snowboarder from Hell. Okay. I love it. 
Wow. You like it? That's a modern day classic. It's like Shawshank. <laughs> yeah, man. And so, Tom, thank you for everything, and I won't call you so much about it. Oh, you're like, all right. You call whenever you I'll give you Mike's number to call. You call him. When you don't call me, <laughs> and you call, call Mike. Pat. Patty, yeah. you're good. You're the whole you're bunch. You that, Pat? Love you guys. Ah, uh, bye, buddy. Rock. It's a good guy, Mike. I don't know why you don't like him. He likes you. Give him your home number and address. Let him come by. Right? Just hang out, do whippets with him. To whom am I speaking? This is Lori. Lori from <laughs> Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I have something for the topic, but first I really do have to correct something. Maggie and I were certain that the uh, young man who so kindly hooked me up with uh, the recording of our call to Dottie was named uh, Daniel. In fact, his name is Andrew, and I just needed to correct. That. that is, I appreciate it. It has been corrected. You hear that, Andrew? You did. Yes, it. thank you, Andrew. You're, you're back in the column, Andrew. Yes, yeah, yeah. He he's got good karma coming his way. If you believe in that, I don't know if I do. I do. Okay, well, he's got it coming to him. That's good karma. Yeah, you hear that, Andrew? Sure. But conversely, Daniel has bad karma coming to him for. <laughs> For pretending he got you a tape of your late father talking. <laughs> He's a fraud. I don't know why it's like stolen so valor. Sure. Nice. It's like I stolen valor. He said, Is his name Daniel? And Maggie said, Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely Daniel. Yeah. So I don't know. So, uh. Yeah. What do you have for the topic, Lori? Well, it's kind of a twist on the topic, but like. Ooh, normal topic's not good enough for you. <laughs> Somebody's got to flip the script. Remix. This wasn't to me. It's what other people oh, find boring, okay. but I find interesting. Right, that's so fair. It's, it's still pertinent. Sure, sure. So, you know, I've been out of town. I run into a neighbor that I used to see at the gym across the street a lot, and we're catching up, having, you know, a nice chat. The happy mm-hmm. Passover, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I said, um, if you have a minute, um, I'm working on a uh, campaign for a nonprofit. 
just like, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. I know where this woman lives. I know she can spare five dollars. Oh, she only likes my... profit things. She didn't, even, she didn't even know what the thing was. She just doesn't like no. things that don't make a profit. But speaking of that, giving out Tuesday is tomorrow. Do you want to hear about my uh, my 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 uh, campaign briefly? Yes, let's hear about it. Okay, sure. I'm happy to talk about it. So I'm with a group called Southerners on New Ground. We've been around 25 years, founded about the 25 years back by three black lesbians and three white lesbians. And last year, as part of the national bailout, we bailed out 20 women from jail to reunite them with their families on Mother's Day. This year, we're really trying to find transgender and gender nonconforming um, folks in jail because um, it's hard to. So we've been reaching out directly to the trans community uh, to find these folks since arresting officers often misgender them and then they're kept in isolation. And it's, it's not a good time for them. So we want to bail them out and reunite them with their families on Mother's Day. If you want to find out more... My Twitter is no longer Sad Gal Lori. It is Posicore Lori. That's P-O-S-I-C-O-R-E. And then my name, I think most of the listeners might know. It's me. I don't know where that tone of voice came from. But it's L-A-U-R-I-E. And um, I have a tweet pinned there with the bit.ly link, which is... Um, B-I-T-L-Y. I really should have this open, right? Um, hold on, I've got it. B-I-T dot L-Y slash song give out dash pledge 18. And that's it. And uh, if anyone wants to give, give out days tomorrow. Huh, they help can go some, check uh, out. Help liberate some transgender and uh, gender nonconforming people and reunite that's them with a, their family. a charity, and they can go find out about it at your Twitter. Yes, and um, or the link I just gave yes. out, and I thank you so much for your time. Of course, Tom. I of course. appreciate it of so much. Don't worry. Um, yum, and here. have a good one. You and have my a cat great... was right next to me you and did great... not meow. By the way, you so. have a great one. You wish me a good <laughs> you one. Bye. I wish you a great one. <laughs> you have a great one. You have a you better have... one than mine. No, you have the best one. Bye. <laughs> Best show, hi. Hey, Tom. Hey. Oh, what's wrong with you? Is it me? Was you having a bad night? (laughs) No, let me turn my radio down. Turn the radio down. All right. Yeah, this is Tom from Long Island. How are you? Tom from Long Island. What's up in Long Island tonight? What are you doing? Uh, You know, it's kind of boring. What? What's so boring? Got, you, uh, you, you can't go to the Panera Bread? Seems like there's an, a lot of Panera Breads out on Long Island. Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah, Panera Breads, Taco Bells, and uh, and Chipotle. Yeah, living it up, right? Yeah, totally, man. You're so I got I got one one or two for the topic. Let's hear it. Um, okay, um, people telling you their dreams. Yeah, that's a good one. 
right? Yeah, like they're just, uh, I, look. I can I can analyze anyone's dream. Anybody starts telling me their dream, I'll get to, I'll tell you right what your dream means. You're not gonna want to hear it, but I'll tell you. I'll go raw strip right through your subconscious. You'll just go, oh no, is that who I am? I'll do that. Yeah, man. But, but when somebody tells yeah. you the dream, and it just is a little too a little too long with the thing, it's like in real time. Yeah, and the whole thing, like, it was you, it wasn't you, it was day, but it wasn't day, and things like that, yep. Look, if somebody wants to tell a dream and it's just like, yeah, and then I got my arm chopped off, it's like, okay, that's an exciting dream. Right. I'll hear that dream, right? Yeah, or but, unless it sounds like a David Lynch movie or something, but yeah, well, it never works out that way. I'll hear a dream like that or, or, or you know, or, you know. I, I, something's got some 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 action in it. Yeah, exactly. I got one more related to that. What do you got? Getting trapped in a long, interminable joke when someone's telling you one. Yeah, well, that's just boring. Yeah, that's just boring. That's just a yeah. All yeah. right. All right. I'll cut it off before I get boring. Great night. Great great call, Tom. All right. How you doing tonight, Mike? You guys order pizza? I love that the duty is not here. Suddenly, the pizza gets ordered a little earlier. Well, last week Pat was uh, it was like it was like uh, I think they had to bring the pizza in from out of, from Connecticut. He ordered it so late. They the only pizzeria that would deliver was out of state. Tell you it's a slap in the face to duty. I'm I'm a little offended on his behalf. It's a slap in the face. The pep and the step. I like this. Somebody tweeted. uh, Oh, the duty tweeted this actually. Or whoever's running the best show account. Uh, Retweet if you think AP Mike should give Avalanche Bob his home number. I would agree with that. I think that's a. I think that's a wise. I'd like to see that. Best show, hi. Oh, hi, Tom. Hi, to whom am I speaking? This is Angela in Ithaca. Angela in Ithaca. Every time someone Sorry. calls whose name is Angela, you know yeah, you're how gonna I... Are Well, now I'm not going to. Oh, okay. Angela! Of course I am! I cannot do it. <laughs> I know, it's tempting. If somebody calls and their name is Christopher, you know what they get. Christopher. Yeah. Right? They go well together. Yeah. What's going on tonight, Angela? Not much. How are you? I'm good. Good. So I have have one for the topic. The most boring groups. What do you got? Okay. It's kind of throwing some people I know and care about under the bus, but I'm going to do it anyway. So I think... I think the most boring group are people who talk about their food intolerances. Mm. Now, look, I'll say this. If people talk about their food intolerance and they're doing it because they don't want to die. That's different. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. If you're talking about because you're just like, 
Hey, could you not put any uh, nuts in the food? Because it'll make me die. My lung, my yeah. my lungs will, uh, right? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. So uh, I think there's a difference between an allergy and a quote-unquote intolerance. Yeah. But give me an example of somebody talking about a food intolerance that you don't like. Oh, there's so many. I mean, it's it's, it's a a big thing here. Everybody's grain-free, gluten-free, paleo, keto. There's ones I haven't even, not quite sure what they are. Mike Mike does this paleo thing. He's paleo? Yeah, which means you eat, he was telling me, it means you eat the way a caveman would eat, right? Yeah, you you have to club your food. Yeah, so he's running around. And he's he's eating pizza. Right? <laughs> and then I'm like, what are you doing eating pizza? And he, you know, he goes, he goes, ooga booga. What's that? He starts, <laughs> he starts acting like a caveman eating pizza. I'm like, that's not the paleo thing, Mike. If you, it's like the whole point is not. Then he starts eating biscotti. Like a biscotti. It's like <laughs> cavemen didn't have biscotti. And he goes, ugh. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not a caveman. That's great. Yeah. So, yeah, food intolerance. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I think it's tiresome. All right. I got gotcha, you, Angela. Okay. You have a great night. You have night. a good night. You too. Mike. Hey, Mike. Are either of my, uh, is, is Nick here? Why don't you send him in? We'll, sta- we'll stagger people. we got someone else, uh. Hanging out here, got a, got a, it's like a, you, you think it's the Nam show with the level of uh, rockers we got hanging around tonight, right? You think it's the Nam show up in this piece? In the meantime, I'll take a call. Best show, hi. Hey, Tom. How are you tonight? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? Uh, you're speaking to Quentin from Los Angeles. Quentin from Los Angeles. Can I now, are you famous? You're not famous, are you? Not that I know of, no. Hopefully. Because there's a Quentin who's the, Burt Reynolds' son is named Quentin. You're not Burt Reynolds' son. <laughs> um, I, I, you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm not going to confirm or deny that. Okay, you won't confirm or deny whether you're Burt Reynolds' son. I'm going to assume you're not. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to take the leap on this. Um, yeah, that's a safe assumption. Yeah, so what's up? Uh, where, where in L.A. are you? Let me see if I can guess. Sure. L- L- Sil- B- High L- where is it now? Where are you? <laughs> I'm in a, a town called Monterey Park. It, it's closest to basically East L.A. Monterey Park. Yeah. Now, what's out there? Um, a lot of restaurants. Yeah, basically, yeah, of course, yeah, nothing right. really special. Oh, there's an area of L.A. that's got a ton of restaurants. <laughs> oh, that stretch of L.A. that's just food. Yeah, food based. Yeah, you know that one. Yeah, the food economy in Los Angeles. The only thing keeping that city going. Yeah, that's what we got going for us. Yeah. So, yeah, so what's up, Quentin? What do you got for the topic tonight? Uh, okay, I got a few, but chief, chiefly, and it's one that uh, is, has been 
just popping up more and more lately. Um, at least in my circle. Of- Yo, what is it? Just say. <laughs> What are you doing a preamble okay. here? What are you trying to there, there is a burn huge, time on uh, the, the Senate floor? Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to filibuster you, Tom. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's people who who spend their time uploading videos online, dissecting every bit of minutia of a performance. So they're, they're, on YouTube, there are these people who post these videos about understanding, and I'm not making this up. I see this thumbnail. A lot. It just says understanding Dave Grohl, and I look at the time, mm-hmm. and it's like twelve minutes long. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, you need thirty seconds to understand Dave Grohl, in my opinion. But I mean, there, there's a whole. Do? Subset what are you going to do with the other twenty seconds of that thirty seconds? <laughs> right? Yeah, precisely. But I, there's, there's all these people writing blogs and, and, and talking about these things and about just people's performances or singing and things, mm-hmm. and, and they just discuss it to the point of inanity. Yeah. Now, what's your favorite Dave Grohl song? What's your favorite song? Is it the one where he goes, I got another good fish in the big... <laughs> that one? Yeah. yeah Is that, that one where he it. bellows and then... That one where he yells. All the instruments yeah. come in at the, liter- at the same level, that one? You know that song? <laughs> Where everything's compressed to be the exact same loudness as yes. his fellow? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Look, that guy seems like a nice enough guy, right? I'm sure. I mean, he's in a lot of documentaries. That doesn't just happen. Yeah, no, that does just happen, actually. I'm going to actually completely <laughs> disagree with you. It does just It happens because he, he'll, he will talk about anything. It's like, all right, we got Dave. Like, he sits down. They roll out a fake backdrop of LPs behind him like a fake wall of lps it's like all right dave uh we're gonna do uh we got 14 documentaries you said you'd uh be a part of for today all right let's do uh this is for the zz top documentary and then he's like like okay action he's like zz top are you effing kidding me those guys are the reason i'm in a band he'll be like he'll be like uh Tush, are you effing kidding me? That song's the greatest song ever. And cut. Okay, now we're going to do the Go-Go's. Action. The Go-Go's? Are you effing kidding me? It's the best band ever. We got the beat? I wouldn't be in a band if it wasn't for We Got the Beat. And cut. (laughs) All right, Dave. uh, Coming up next, uh, what do we got here? Uh, uh, Culture Club. We're doing the Culture Club documentary. Action. (laughs) Culture Club, are you effing kidding me? Karma Chameleon, I wouldn't be in an effing band if it wasn't for Culture Club. Cut. Okay, Dave, uh, now we're going to do Falco for the Falco documentary. Action. Falco, are you effing kidding me? That guy effing ruled. Rock Me Amadeus, I wouldn't be in an effing band if it wasn't for that song. Yeah. What do you think the odds are that, that somebody just slips one in there that they just made up completely? I'd say the odds are zero. That actually, now you're pushing the reality of this thing way too far. It's zero. Uh, I, I apologize. Although, actually, me saying zero, that's not an odd. That's not an odds. Zero. Ten billion to one. There you go. There are your odds. Get off my okay. phone. Hey, Mike. Bring your song in. Mike, Mike, Mike brought a thing in for the topic last week. The worst song to get beat up to. 
and then we'll bring my friend Nick on the show. Now, what do you what do you have here? I know you love the uh, old timey music. <laughs> you know my love of old timey music, yeah. Look at that. It's a poem. Track sixteen. All right, take it easy, Pat. He's doing his Chevy Chase routine over there. Hey, any chance these guys get to laugh at each other? It's a hornet's nest up in here. Pat trips, Mike. <laughs> Finally comes out of the stupor to laugh at someone falling. All right. Track 16. Yeah. Now, this is your... Do you think this is the worst song to get beat up to? Yeah, the worst. All right. Oh, I'm gonna be so mad. This thing doesn't play. It's not a seventy-eight CD. What's that? It's not a seventy-eight. Oh, it's not playing. Oh boy, that's weird. This is Dudio. This is Dudio's work. Uh, Dudio sabotage, sabotage stuff. <laughs> yeah. Better not be some weird <laughs> movie <laughs> putting in here. Okay. Track 16. Oh, it's not playing. Uh, sorry. Okay. All right, Mike. And that's not on you. That's not on you. <laughs> okay. Mike, that's not on you. Okay. That's not on you. Don't worry. I tried. You did try. Yeah. Mike, you gave your best. But I guess your best wasn't good enough. <laughs> Just like James Ingram said. You gave your best, but I guess your best wasn't good enough. Can you leave this here? Do you have to bring this no, home? No, no. I can leave it here. Yeah. yeah. Don't rush. You're going to listen to this music from 100 years ago. No, I need to listen to this at home. <laughs> this is one of those purchases you make, and then you're just like, yeah, I'm never listening to this ever again. You know those? You know those purchases? No, I'm actually enjoying It's from a box set and some good stuff on there. It's from a documentary, too, which I haven't been able to track down. Well, then it's got to be good. <laughs> it's from a documentary. Did Dave Grohl say anything about it? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if he's in it. This old old music, <laughs> Camptown Races, are you effing kidding me? There there were uh, some modern versions of this songs done. I don't know if he had he did a cut. You know who's laughing so hard right now is Dudio. Yeah, yeah. The tech problems. Right, yeah. He feels he just showed why he, uh, <laughs> why why he's uh, irreplaceable. <laughs> he's laughing it up right now. He, Who, he probably just you know randomly unplugs some things when you know that before he left. You know? Exactly. Just <laughs> sends the message. <laughs> so this AP mic dot bandcamp it's down now, right? That's over. No, no, no it's still it's still it's going. Still up. AP mic dot bandcamp dot com still up. Shut it down, yeah. No. You can, <laughs> you can still get headshots at it? You can get headshots, okay. t-shirts, songs. Somebody purchased Michael Perry. I guess it came up last week. Mm -hmm. Some people thought that would be a bad song to get beat up to. Yeah, your Sun Kill Moon <laughs> tribute. 
Somebody had to do yeah. one, right? I love it. You're the you're the weird owl of <laughs> Yeah. Sun Kill Moon. Yeah. I'll just yeah, I'm I'm waiting for him to drop some more music that I can parody. You could <laughs> I love it. He's a AP Mike's parody he's parody Sun Kill Moon. Who's next? Exclusively. Who's, who's next? Gonna, who's in your crosshairs uh, next? Mike? No, no, who are no. You gonna, it's just gonna, gonna be him. It's yeah. it's oh, just him. him. Yeah, just him. What are you, you know, going to do when I bring him in here? Uh, well, then, then I will, uh, I will say it was a tribute. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's called tap dancing and backpedaling. Yes, you're supposed he inspired to say, me. He inspired yeah, me. There you go. Yeah, That's he inspired it. Me. You've learned well, yeah. Mike, from me squirming out of every possible. Yeah, I'm going to say this. Yeah, I ran into someone who said I'm not going to name the band, but they said. They were friends with somebody who is the spouse of someone in a, and they love the show. Mm-hmm. And they said, like, oh, this woman loves the show. Her husband is in a band and is like, it's a band that I've done nothing but make fun of <laughs> for, uh-huh. and it's just thinking, it's like either she hasn't heard me make fun of them. <laughs> Or she's heard it, and that's what she likes about it. Yeah, yeah. Is that I'm making fun of her, the band her husband is in. Uh-huh. Can't say what band, though. Yeah. Right? Can't say it. Did yeah. I tell you all? Did I tell you already? <laughs> yeah, you did. I think I did, yeah. yeah. I, I love it. I won't blurt it out. No, don't blurt it. Yeah, fight the urge, Mike. <laughs> One of my fight favorite bands. Ooh, hint. Big hint. Yeah. So, <laughs> you, huge hint, because you like three bands. It's either, yeah, it's Bruce Springsteen, Grateful Dead, or the third band that I'm not naming. <laughs> yeah. You like, uh, I tell you, Mike, you're something else. There's only one of you. Now get out. Get out. Seriously, get out. What are you doing? You're way too comfortable. Get up. Get out. Gotta get out. Gotta get out. I'd like to welcome to the show. My friend, and if he's not your friend, he will be. By the end of the show tonight, you're going to say, he's my friend too, Tom. Nick Thorburn's my friend also. Nick Thorburn, what's up? I'm affable. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. I'm well. Now, for people who don't know. That's right. This guy, he's got 800 things going on. He's in a band. He's got his band Islands, right? That's your is that the, Islands is like the the anchor band. Yeah, that's fair the, to that's say. That's the flagship. Yes. No pun intended. Oh, right. Because it's a nautical. And right. You always have a I nautical. go nautical. Yes. Then there's Nick Diamonds, which is when you are a solo. Yeah. You operate under the name Nick Diamonds. Yeah. Then there's. Mr. Heavenly, mm. which is you and that other fella. Yep, he who shall not be named. Oh, and we do have a bass player uh, from the Foo Fighters on two songs on our new record. <laughs> Nate. Right. I, I forgot his name, but yeah. Nate Mandel. Good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. I directed a video he was in. I've actually never met him, but... Um, nice guy. Like Joe, him. my drummer's friends with. And Mr. Heavenly also features the... The low-end stylings of podcast engineer Brett Morris in a live setting. Fantastic. Fantastic low-end. 
I never saw a guy when I saw you, you, Mr. Heavenly, play in Philadelphia. I never saw a guy having a better time on stage than that guy. He was actually recording a podcast while he was playing bass. He was doing an Earwolf show. I'm not even kidding. He was on stage. Uh huh. He was in between songs. He was working the meter on um, like a how did this get made? I think. Well, I think that's just a that sounds that's just true. like a poor use of time that he could have. You you only have an hour of the twenty four hours on stage. He couldn't have used any of the other twenty three hours to mix He's the good. podcast. No, he, that's how he does. It. He likes to do it like that. He said. He told me that he likes to. He likes to multitask. It's like a do or die kind of thing. Yeah, he actually shadow mixed um, my podcast. Which is called Critical. Right, at the Critical Pod. Which is a hit. Uh, it's about to be a hit. It's, mm-hmm. it's on the upswing. Yeah. Yes. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. Oh, okay. Don't worry. Now, you are from, true or false, you're from Canada. That's, that's, I'll field this one. It's true. You grew up out in the hinterlands, out in the, mm. where, the western? Western of, provinces of British Columbia. Yes. It's two provinces. British Columbia is segmented into the north and south. I, I grew up in the north and the south, um, but primarily in the southern, uh, western Canada. And as a young boy, you wanted you'd go to Vancouver for for your for your thrills. Um, no, it was actually surprisingly difficult to get over to Vancouver. You'd have to take a ferry. You'd have to drive for two hours, take a ferry, and then drive for another hour into the city. So it was very rare um, that I would get. I one time. I think went to get my thrills um, to see Fugazi. It mm-hmm. was actually one of their last shows. Uh, we went to we hitchhiked to Victoria, Alden, my unicorns bandmate, and I, and then we we ferried over to uh, Vancouver. Mm-hmm. But that was that was it was a rare time. It was a rare moment. So did you feel isolated? Were you out in the middle of nowhere and finding these things? However, you got your hands on the things you liked. Yeah, I had an older sister who was very, um, was paving the way. And then, you know, in these small pockets, um, there were these, these punk shows, these $5 kind of punk shows that would Mm -hmm. happen and, uh, in the area. And we'd have to maybe drive for 20 minutes or, um, or something like that. But yeah, that was a, that was a, yeah, that was a moment. So when's the first time a young Nick Thorburn says, I want to play music? I'm 16. Okay. Um, and I and I had some friends. I had just moved back south. I was up north um, near Alaska, and I moved back south uh, to Vancouver Island and didn't have many friends, but I met these punk kids, um, and they played music, and I just really I, I saw how fun it looked, and I, I wanted to be a part of it. So, And then you started the Unicorns. Shortly thereafter, about a year after, um, I made the decision. I made the leap. I bought a harmonica first, which is not the right direction to go mm. in. But I course corrected and um, borrowed. I actually just sang for a lot of the beginning of the, the, the my musical journey. Um, so you, you started off as a singer-harp player. Yeah, mouth Kind of like, like uh, the guy in the Fabulous Thunderbirds. Uh, I don't catch the reference, but I'm more of like a blues traveler kind of guy. John sure. Popper was my guy. That was one of my guys. That was one of your guys. Did you ever yeah. have the vest with all the pop? Oh, it had the, every key. Had all every the keys key. in it. A to Z. <laughs> a to Z. Well, I think 
I don't think it goes past well, G. That's what they want you to think, uh-huh. but actually, in box time, they mm-hmm. actually went all the way to Z. So okay, that was kind of, so a bit of a baroque kind of. Yes, so that's how the harmonica vests work in Canada. Down here, it's just. Don't you picture that guy? Like when you see him play, is he like digging into his pocket to pull a different harmonica? Like, Wait, where's the? He has a hoagie in one of them, I think, actually. <laughs> So he has some snacks. Well, you're up there. You know, Mm -hmm. when you're blues travel, you have that Mm -hmm. discog, uh, discography. That's short for discog. You'd have like a five album kind of um, run that you got to get through. So you need snacks on stage. I know. Sure. You know. Do you think he ever reached for the harmonics? Like, I need my, I need my uh, my F sharp. He reaches in and like some M and M's fall out (laughs) all over the stage. Like, ah, wrong pocket. Yeah, he might. Like now he misses like the harmonica part of the song, Which and the can't... rest of the band's looking at him mm-hmm. like, "Come on, Popper, tighten it up." He's pulling out like a Jersey Mike when he's supposed to hit that F sharp. <laughs> Oil and vinegar. Because mm. if he puts, I would hope at least if he's putting a, a hoagie in. His harmonica vest, he should put it in one of the lower pockets because right. the oil and vinegar is it just going to run down. Yeah, it'll ruin all the harmonicas. All the harmonicas, the, they're so, going to, at the very least, are going to taste like like a uh, pressed ham. Mm, Serrano. Uh, <laughs> worst case, the oil and vinegar straight up just ruins the, the reeds on the thing. Right. And then he's just, then he's just going to be, what's he supposed to do when he does, uh, Pat, what's that song called? The second Blues Traveler song? No, not Run Around. Second in, second in, second in. If you're in, in, the heart makes you round. That one. I ain't talking. Right? What's that called? That was your style of music, Pat. He doesn't know. So you 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 said goodbye to your 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 John Popper mm. fantasies and yeah. eventually got a guitar at some point. I made the uh the upgrade. I got a guitar. Well, it actually took me years to get a guitar. It took me um like 5 years. I I really just borrowed a lot of guitars for many mm-hmm. years. And then I eventually got my own and and um actually smashed it uh at the knitting factory on where was that a knitting factory in Tribeca or? Well, and it, it was on uh, it was on Houston was for it a on long Houston? time. Yes, that knitting factory was on Houston. Then there was somewhere else, and then it then it was uh, it, then they moved it out of Borough. You know how you rob a tourist as you as they ask where the knitting factory on Houston that's, is. That's how you know. That's how you know yes. to jump them. You, or you could just, or you could help them. You could tell them. It's how, don't say that too loud. Isn't it amazing when you see someone walking through New York and they have just a map out and they're just like, it's like, you, they're still doing that. You, I saw someone do that last week where it was like, you don't realize it's just like, you can't be that like, it's like a parody of a tourist begging to get robbed Yeah, with a huge camera around their neck and like looking at the map, like. But they're still saying I'm walking here when they cross the street. Yes, I I'm walking so here. Weird. Yeah. Every, that, that you just get in. That just enters the, right. the bloodstream. Right. It's just like, 
in Canada, I'm sure there was some sort of what would be that you do with like a like a. Uh, There's actually wheelchairs at every intersection. You get wheeled across. So we, they're uh-huh. very. It's the, the social ne- uh, system is is really um takes care of very supportive. We take care of our own. Yeah. We do take care, and then you, yet you ran from that country. You ran. It was a slow crawl, but uh, uh-huh. but I'm here now. You're yeah. here now, and this take is where you back. belong. Yeah. So now tell me about tell me about islands, because <clears throat> unicorns. Yeah. You had it was your first band of 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 renowned. Yeah. Then it burst into flame. Yeah, we we ran hot. Mhm. Yeah. And then out of the but out of the ashes. Mm. You're like I'm not done with this. No sir. So what is the imp- what is the thought behind the next stage of your of your career now with this? What is the what is the what is the 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 manifesto for Islands? Um is deep self-loathing a manifesto? It, it can be a part of one. Okay. Might not be everything. Um Doubt and shame, I think, mm-hmm. rank high. Uh, I don't know if I want to. I, I think I need a long sabbatical from from rock music. I, I, I feel like I've repeated myself. Um, I was for the last six years. I've been making records out of a from a place of catharsis, and um, it's actually not helping. I thought catharsis was supposed to make you feel better, but mm-hmm. um, so I think I'm. Um, I'm going to take a take a knee. Really? Yeah, I'm taking a musical break. So, because you because you've done Islands for ten years straight. Yeah, I did a ten year run, um, and we did seven albums in ten mm-hmm. years, and we did a we did our final show at Webster Hall in December of 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, you emceed it. I was there for yes, that was fun. Mm. It was a great night because you did the you did the first album, right, in its entirety, right. Which is kind of like a nice loop around on the thing. Yeah, or a cop-out, I like to call it. No. You can say the nicer version of I'm things, scared. Nick. You did the thing, because you did so much stuff. You did the, there was uh, two years ago, you put two albums out on the same day. Yeah, sunk like a stone. <laughs> that, that's not Week true. one, uh, underwhelming week two gone just not non-existent well but you, you but it's there who cares what happened but where is it I don't, where is it i guess it's on spotify it's out there people Google, like Google it play. people yeah. like it i like it thank you it means the world well, to me i talked to you about your second album which is which we heard something from earlier arms way which i'm baffled that you like that i record. think is a, such a great album thank you and it and it, it's this thing, this album you, that you are you are. It seems like it, 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 it's not the most uh, nurturing experience to revisit. Yeah, I haven't come back around to that one. I think I hated the first album so much and wanted to just avoid this uh, this idea that we were this whimsical band. I wanted mm-hmm. to be. I wanted to kind of show that I could be. Um, that I had a few d- different hats to wear. You know, mm-hmm. I love hats so much. I wear a lot of hats. You're so known for your hats. Yeah, I have a wide brim. It's the L.A. Mm-hmm. thing. It's that you got to wear a hat. So there's that time. To- there's times when it'll be like, 
the car will roll up to the valet. Mm. The person gets out, and I'm like, either that is someone back from the dead. Right. Or it's Nick. It's an undertaker or it's Nick. And he can hardly, he being me, can hardly get out of the car because the brim is so, it's the width of the door. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's me. That's what I'm known for. And the island stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to get more into. Um, the hats. Yeah, haberdashery. Yeah. So you did this second album, Arms Way. You went nuts on it. It's like, it's it's one of those great albums where you just went for it. And... Radio silence. We we went for. I remember playing Coachella, and the tent was half full, and it was like, well, we we swung for the fences, and um, I we struck out. Well, I'm telling. I feel like this album will get its due. This dog has not gotten its day yet. Wow. This album will get its just desserts. Yes, it will. Because it's all because it, it just is. It's so I feel like I'm over enunciating everything. It's so I I cringe. But when that's I... you. You hear that? I hear a great album. You My hear what didn't? Hyper you hear what articul- went wrong with mm, it? Only. Yeah, I don't yeah. hear that. I don't hear. I hear a great album filled with songs that are big and with big ideas, and you're 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 not afraid. There's so many small ideas. So many people just do small things because right. then they just go, oh, it's just small. And right. it's just like then you can – I said it was small before you said it was small. Then you can't judge anything. Right. Like, there's nothing wrong with going for it. You go for it. You but slide like all the punished. chips in. I went for it and I was punished. Maybe time will tell. I don't know. Yeah. So then you take that. I'll be dead. Well, you'll still be – I'll show up. At your tomb. <laughs> you got him, buddy. One for I'll throw the thirty three I'll throw the thirty three and the third book down on your on your tomb. I'll say, You showed him, buddy. They wrote a thirty three and a third about your about arms way, buddy. And then I'll punch through <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And just take the book. Just flesh and bone. It's like the final action that you could summon from the other side is like you're just like Oh, on the other side, it's just on this side, it translates yeah. to a fist punching through a, through a coffin and you take the book. That's 10,000 years yeah. of life on the other on side. On the other side, you're just, you're doubled over, just like sucking, like, oh, 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 that took everything out of me. <laughs> oh, but I got the, I got my hand on the 33 and a I third got to book touch they it, wrote. Yeah. yeah. I love those books. I do too. The did you read the Journey to the End of Taste one? The Celine Dion. No, I didn't. I I have it. I never read. Isn't it enough that I knew to buy it? Yeah, I think that counts. In this in this time, seriously, and I say this, I'm half serious on this. Isn't it enough that I could that I know the good stuff, even if I've never actually read it or speaking my language? I I trade exclusively and only knowing the thing i'm the i'm yeah. a fraud that's and sealed yeah sealed things yep oh, oh it's sealed. all sealed yeah no, it's still sealed <laughs> it's in mint condition yeah. i think i could get a lot for that's this. a dvd still sealed you yeah. can't even those I, are that's might be collectible now i can't tell you how much how many fast benders i have that are just perfectly wrapped mm-hmm. I love, but you knew 
Oh, I knew to get it. I knew but, to. But then you look at it, you go, ah, the master. Yeah, one of the greats. Fassbender, yes. They um, call him the master. And you're like, this one is a minor film. <laughs> it's like, well, have you seen it? No, but I know it's a minor. It's not. <laughs> you should see the spines on my bookshelf. It is. Mm-hmm. I have one of the most immaculate. I feel like I could trade my bookshelf uh, for so much money because I, I just have the most perfect spines on these books. Yes, it's basically you might be living in a bookstore right? that you just haven't gotten like a you haven't gotten a license to sell goods that you might want to look into just getting some sort of become like an S corp or whatever you need to go do. I'm more of an L corp kind of guy. You're more of an L. Okay. More LC. LC. Yeah. I'm more of a K. uh, Shout out to Brian. My accountant is K1. Shout out to my accountant, Brian. Oh, Brian, not Brian Burt. So say it at the same time. No. Okay. We'll say, Okay. One, Three, two, oh, was, one, Bert, Bert. Cranston. Wow. What? He, Brian Cranston has a great hat collection. I'm he, a huge hat fan. He's my accountant also. Really? Yeah. He, he looks, seems like such a chill guy. He looks at my taxes and he's just like, do you think this is a deduction? You think you could deduct this? I'm not a huge is he fan. the one that knocks? No, he. Well, you know he's the one that knocks. He's also the one that sends uh, through. Uh, he he does your uh, state by state taxes. Also, oh, wow. like he'll just be like, "You're in Delaware, right?" I'm. Uh, I'm actually out in international waters. <laughs> okay. I uh, I'm a part of the Carnival Cruise Line. The best show actually is from. Uh, Yes, from the Grand Cayman Islands is where this show technically exists. Wow. That's where Dudio is, actually. He's going to establish. To drop it in a. He's establishing (laughs) residency. He's sitting in a room that that just says on the door, the best show. And uh, it's like the Spanish prisoner. It's just a desk with a. With a little name plaque on it, and uh, I many saw the fridge. guy from the Spanish Prisoner today. Which guy, Steve Martin? The other guy, or one of the other guys? The uh, Griffin Dunn. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I saw him today at a hotel in Lower Manhattan. I wanted to say we have Nick Thorburn in the studio. We're talking about the things that are boring. The, the subsets and the group. I see what you're doing. No. No, I get it. No, don't do this. You didn't have to do don't this. Don't do this. Don't be Publicly shaming me no, like this. No, you're not that guy, Nick. No, I get it. Mike, you have anything that you think is boring? Any of these groups? People who talk about their workouts. Okay. That's Mike pushing back against the people railing about beer. You know what I think is the most boring group is when people talk about the process and the the minutia of which school their children go to and how they're getting their kid into a school and all the the things that go along with with just school, like, well, we we want to get into this school, and it's like, but we got to make a donation to get into this school. It's like, well, that is the most 
Like, that, it, it only applies to New York and Los Everybody else is just, like New York and Los Angeles. Everybody's just like, yeah. Wait, you're five? Okay, well, go to kindergarten then. Right. Okay, you're six? Well, then they'll send you to first grade. We have two schools in our town. You're going to mm -hmm. go to this one or you're going to go to that one. Yes, exactly. I grew up with one – there was one school in my town. It was a town of 1,000 people. It was like, you go to this school. Yeah. Not but, to make myself seem – like self-made, but I mean, no, I really no, you're am. You're like a real, you're like a Joe Lunchpail kind of. They call me Nikki Hardhat. That's my. <laughs> you like hats? I mean, I like ho soft hats. <laughs> now I've graduated uh, to soft in Canada. Hats. Well, in Canada, you generally gravitate more towards a harder hat. Sure, the inclement weather. It's um, it 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 behooves a hard hat. <laughs> yeah, you wanna when you're out on the beam. Oh man, I've been on the beam so hard eating lunch. From a lunch pail. From a lunch pail. You got your your thermos of coffee. Avocado toast from a lunch pail. <laughs> your avocado. Weirdly. I don't know. Yes. I have such a, I don't know. It must be L.A. I just love that avocado toast. Smashed avocado. Do you know why you like avocado toast? Because it's great. Right. It's the, of course, anybody would love, anybody who is like, boo, these avocado. It's like, yeah, have some of it. But you got to have the Himalayan pink salt. You gotta do it that way, and maybe a sprig of arugula. Otherwise, you're not doing it right. But yes, I am from. You can't throw like a, a tomato on that heirloom. I would uh -huh. throw an heirloom, maybe cherry heirloom, t cherry uh -huh. tomato. Mike, Jersey. Write that down. Cherry heirloom tomato. I think I'm doing it wrong, Mike. Mike, throw my avocado toast away. I got it out there. I don't want Nick seeing. That I have jelly beans sprinkled all over my avocado. I have Nutella and jelly beans on the avocado. Don't let him see that. I want to take a call. Besho, hi. Hello, Tom. Hi. Who's this, is, uh, this is Michael in Tulsa. How are you? Michael in Tulsa. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma, the uh, the land of Leon Russell. That's right, home of Leon Russell. That's correct. Right. And Dwight Twilley is from here. Yeah, you came ready with your with your your local heroes. What's your That's favorite? Right. What's your favorite Leon Russell song? I mean, you know, "Roll the Stone Away" is a good one. Uh, you know, that's. Uh, God, any of the stuff he did from the, those Shelter People records is really good. I mean, what about, you know what my favorite Leon Russell song is? What's that? Long ago. Yes. So far. He wrote that. Leon Russell wrote Absolutely wrote that. Carpenters. Didn't, didn't he also produce a session for the monkeys that never saw the light of day? Well, I don't know about that. That sounds like you're making things up now. I heard a rumor to that extent. Yeah. Some weird boogie rock thing. Yeah. I'm in the spotlight. Right? <laughs> He's one of those guys yeah. who, who uh, there was a point, he was just like, I think I'm going to start dressing like I work at the circus. A lot of, like, a lot of rock guys reach a point where they're just like, what if I dress like I'm a circus employee? Like a carny. You know, Tom, I, I appreciated him dressing like he was a, had, had a little bit of a circus flair going on. Um, he uh, he does not. He, well, he, he of course he's no longer with us, but he he did not know that he uh, accidentally played my wedding reception. 
He had. He, wait, hold on. He Nick, Leon Russell did not know he played your wedding reception. That's correct. Well, that the must have been we, some level. The venue we booked. Yeah. The venue we booked for our reception uh, double booked us and told my wedding party that we could go ahead and come to the show. And so there we were, my wife and I out in the middle of the crowd, her and her dress and me and my tux, and we had a great time. That's nice. So what are you, uh, you're I, here with Nick Thorburn. Yes, from Islands. That's right. Excellent. Don't patronize me. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I cop to it. I, I can sense it. So look, the, the, I'm not I'm not going to let you play the sad sack tonight. This is a celebration. Me tonight. or the caller? All of you. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's room for one sad sack. Who's here. that? Mike. Mike. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. What do you got for the topic? No, we're, we're talking about boring conversations, right? No, we're talking about boring people like groups that are boring. Like Oh, group. Like I'll say this. Boring. I think it's boring when people talk about um like when people talk about leaving like groups of people that talk about leaving social media a little too much. Like oh my leaving, gosh. Oh, I dance uh, precipitously close to the edge of being one of those people if I'm not one. I'm getting off Facebook. You are? I'm doing it. One Is of the, it? like, soon. Sue, so you're, you're... It's just crazy. The at Cambridge Analytica stuff, I'm getting off. Uh-huh. You're I'm circling. You're yeah, starting to close. circle. I'm starting end. to unfriend, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's just crazy. I think it's, I think you're, you... Soon you will deactivate your account. Yeah, I want to say six to eight Let's months. See how that feels. Yeah, I want to slow ease into it. But. Yes. So, yeah, so that like that kind of thing. You know, I, I have to say, when it comes to groups that, that just bore me to death, um, gosh, I, I think I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with people who are needlessly like needlessly snobby about um, about like about things that just very minutia kind of things. Like I used to be one of those people. I used what? To be What's something you would be snobby about that? Um, let's see. Well, I, 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 there was a time where I'd be really snobby about my record collection and I, I finally realized that there's no reason for that. And, um, I still am a little bit snobby about what authors I'll read. Like what's um, a, what's a record that you would be like, well, this is, you gotta have this in your collection. Like that you would, you would actively beat someone over that. You would weaponize a record in your collection. What would that be? So- <laughs> So for years, for for years, I was the guy. I was the Wilco guy. I was the guy who just was. Hold on. Uh, what band now? Oh, Wilco. Wilco. Yeah. Jeff Tweedy and those guys. It's one guy. I, but it's I, like, but they were never obscure, though. They were never they were, obscure. They were Those a little obscure in '97. What's that? And, in '97, they they weren't huge, and I'm you know I'm not here in Oklahoma. We, things were slow to get to. Oh, like stop with the Oklahoma routine! <laughs> it's still it's not like you're in the middle of it's not like you're it's not like you're out on an island with one other person and you each look at each other <laughs> like you're a hamburger and a hot dog chasing each other around a palm tree. Stop. Okay, it. so, so you're in Oklahoma, you want me to give you something. 
something obscure? Something, I want to tell you guys that... about a thing. It's a record you might want to check out. It's a. Uh, it's called uh, Wilco. See, uh, it's called Wilco. Um, I. Uh, well, see, anything else I mentioned to you, you're going to tell me isn't terribly obscure. Like, I, I used to be the guy telling people to listen to The Replacements. All right. And that was that was kind of one. I, I put okay. him in a couple people's hands a couple right. times and said, you know, you need to hear this. Um, and, like, you know, authors, uh, what authors are you snobby, were you snobby about? Um, so Michael Chabon's one I'm still a little bit snobby about. Like, like he stinks. Just something about him... Hit me on a really like don't read deep these level books. When it, they're terrible. What's like that? You're snobby about them. Like this guy's the worst. Don't read these books. They stink. No, I'm actually kind of no. snobby about him. Like oh, saying you way. should read him. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I think Fran, Jonathan Franzen's terribly overrated. Mm -hmm. And I, I kind of sometimes I give people a little bit of grief about him. Mm -hmm. Mike is a book. Uh, Mike. Mike's not even a snob about it because he's like again. He's one of these guys. He's like a. He's like one of these, he's like the, I call, like, I don't call him this. In Bayonne, they call him the Bleep House Shakespeare, is what they call him. He's <laughs> one of these guys, he walks around Bayonne, he quotes just passages from books, and you're, and then he, then he, then he's like, right? <laughs> and then, then he quotes more. They call him the Bleep House Shakespeare in Bayonne. Right, Mike? Mike, are you doing the Bloomsday thing this year uh, for Ulysses? He's never done. Oh, it. you got to do it. Yeah. All right, my friend. I appreciate the call. Hey, thank you. Have Nick Thorburn here. Nick Thorburn. Hot phones. Hot phones. Hot phones. So you. I've never listened to the show. It's true. No, it's fine. Heard a lot of Welcome to the club. Um, you, uh, again, you're a, a man of many hats, literally and artistically. Mm. Like, you, there are days I'm sure you wake up and you're just like, which hat should I put on my head? Well, I sleep in a hat. Okay. A baseball cap. Okay. You sleep in a Keeps it kind of, keeps the ideas cap. in. Yeah. Uh -huh. keep, sleep in a ball sure. cap. Sure. But I, yes, I do wake up and think, well, which hat? Yeah, yeah, artistic. Yeah. Which artistic hat should I put on today? All right, this terrifies me. Okay, um, sorry. No, no. So, so uh, you also have uh, you, you you do a podcast now called Critical. Yeah, that's true. Which just launched. Yeah, it's hot. It's heating up. Yeah. And I'm being told to go to line five. I'm being told to go to line five right now because there's a, a, a hot uh, guest on line five is what I'm being told. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. Hi, Tom. Hi. Who's this? This is David O'Reilly here calling from Los Angeles, oh, California. Oh, my goodness. David This is the guy who does the podcast with Nick. That's right. We do a podcast together. I'm really excited to, to be doing it. It's brand new. It's called Critical. And I heard, right. I heard this first episode, and I got to say, this is some heady stuff you guys are laying out with this podcast. It's like it's well, like it's like an, it's like a it's like a it's like school a little bit, mm. right? Yeah, it's 
it's it's it's a fully educational thing. It's very dense. I mean, I got to be honest. You know that we learned a lot from from your show, and we've been studying it over the years. And we listen to a lot of podcasts, but really, yeah. we're inspired. Um, I, w I don't want to say we're really inspired by that, but we're inspired by life, and we're editing it down, editing down life in a podcast form. And yeah, I, I mean, we really just felt like it was, you know, it wasn't too late to, to enter the podcast scene. And so um, we came out guns blazing with that first episode. Really glad that you liked it. What would you guys think of this as the opening theme? Since you said that you that it's about life, what if this was your theme now? <laughs> life is a podcast. I'm going to listen all show long, right? Life is a podcast. I have a few connections to Tom Cochran, so I mm -hmm. actually think we could we could make you that happen, that David. Off. Hi, David, by the way. Hi, David. Hi, Nick. How are you? How's L.A.? L.A. is so great. You know, it's a it's a beautiful, sunny day here, uh, as usual. And um, and it's just been great. I've been doing a lot of meetings and, uh, you know, working on the show and thinking about new topics. And um, But it's, it's really great. And, uh, you know, I miss you, buddy. Lipstick City, as we call it out here. LA. Yeah, yeah. Lipstick well, it's City. the place where entertainment happens. And um, Nick and I have been there for a long time, uh, waiting for the opportunity to strike, really, with with, uh, with with the podcast. And and like you said, you know, Nick is a man of many talents, and 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 so am I. And we both had sort of other careers. But As are was, you. We, we, you are too. Hey, uh, Mike. Can you tell Pat that uh, our other guest can come in and, and listen here? She can come sit in the room. So this guy, look, this guy, David O'Reilly, he does a podcast. Give her some headphones to listen, for God's sake. Um, This guy does this podcast critical, right? That's not all this guy does. This guy is like a genius. This guy's like a genius. I can't I'm a, uh, I've, I'm a moron, and but I found my home finally. I was I've I've been searching, and I think Nick I think Nick would share the sentiment that we've both been searching for a long time for the right the right place to to put our our, our meager talents. Now this and, guy did this guy. I'm not going to let you get off easy. This guy is like a, 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 a like he's like that. Wait, which one are you in the King of Kong? Is that you do like video game stuff? Are you friends yes. with that guy who just got his title stripped? Oh, Billy did that Thompson? happen? Uh, I'm, I'm. To be honest, I'm not. Uh, I'm not familiar with with that whole side of it, with the competitive gaming world. That's a whole other scene. No, but you, you do, you do, do game design. This guy's like a. He's, he's like one of the smartest people on on the planet. This guy, David O'Reilly, oh, rivaled only did this game. Can I say what you did? Can I say? Sure. What's it called again? Everything. Right? It's called Yeah. Right? Yes, I did a game actually well you're sort of familiar with with it uh from another I don't know if we could talk about this, but from another angle which was that you're very you're familiar with Alan Watts from your Yes. From my days on WFMU I would listen to Alan Watts and play him. Yeah, so you made a game where it literally is the the whole world is it takes place in it. It's a, it's the greatest thing ever, and it's it's like it, it's it, you, everybody. You did another one called Mountain, 
Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. It's a, but it's like, and when I say games, this is not the pong or Tetris. These are like, these are like mind games. And when I say mind games, I don't mean like John, John Lennon, Lennon, right? Or Kevin Spacey, <laughs> who sang my ga- mind games. You ever hear his version? No, of my let's game? cue it's that. It's very up. good. It's very good. It's a little better than John Lennon's version. I think I he's coming that. back. I think he'll be back. Kevin Space within the oh, month yeah. he'll be back. <laughs> he's like like yeah, a guy like that should probably say at this point this like This side of a month I think he's back. Yeah. He's going to do yeah. a surprise cameo in House of Cards. <laughs> well, I'm back. The president is back. And I told you all it's a knife is like there's two sides to a sword and I don't want to get run through the wrong side of the sword. Now I'm telling he's like Foghorn Leghorn is just like, uh, yeah, you may want to tap the brakes on that southern accent. If you were Kevin Spacey, you'd be like, look, every the world knows I'm a grade A creep and a sex offender. Why don't I just volunteer to like do like Armageddon type things like shoot me at an asteroid and just like let me like try to save Earth with stuff like that. At least I can get back to yeah. zero or get ride shotgun in that Elon Musk car that went out, you know? Yeah. The, the David Bowie car. They launched, yeah, that car. Just get right, yeah. You know the thing about that car? There's a dead body in the trunk. Elon Musk got <coughs> away with murder. No one talks about it. it, it and the only people going to find it is the Martians going to find it. The Martian cop is going to get this guy. <laughs> That's a show right there. Hey, Mike, write that down. Martian cop, the pilot episode. He pops the trunk on Elon Musk's space car and finds a dead body in the trunk and then arrests him. And then the, he gets stuck on an asteroid. He gets convicted and sent to, like, space jail. But Musk has bored into the Earth. He's uh-huh. He had a – the whole boring thing was his escape plan to bore into the Earth to hide. Uh-huh. So he – now they have to find him. Well, it's, Kevin right. it's the Kevin Spacey stop that, story. though. Now, Kevin Spacey will meet him right. and just be like – you thought you were going to bore your way into earth, into the magma, but then, I'm down here to stop you. And then Louie's doing the interstitial kind of He's like, hey, uh, what's going on? It's, uh, right? Louie. David, oh. what do you think about all this? About the, the Musk car in space? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, uh... Could that be a video a strange- game? Could that be your next game, Martian Cop? What if it's just called Martian Cop? Could that be your next everything too, Martian Cop? There's a lot of. I think. I think there's a big uh, space market's really big right now. Yeah. It'll, um, it'll be, and yeah. you know you've got conflict there. I can see a space. It could be a space shooter uh, <laughs> tracking down. Maybe if it was an actual size map of outer space mm-hmm. and with an actual size car and you had to find it. I think this is how this one will go. The first game okay. you were working on for years and you're just like still working. I'm like years away from this thing being done. Everything working forever. Everything too will be like, yeah, I just started on it. It'll be out by August. You're like, don't worry. I'm a, I'm early on this one on everything too. <laughs> Martian cop. I'm getting, uh, I, I'm getting ideas. I think it might be, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say too much because I might actually work on it. Yeah, 
Elon Musk's partner is in the trunk, right? The guy who who actually like did all the inventions and stuff. Oh yeah. And it, like, the other you think PayPal that car has his journals. Has a self-destruct button on it or something like something remote that he's he's waiting to pull the trigger on. Yeah. Like Elon Musk is listening to like he's he's like it's a rock and roll suicide presses the red button. <laughs> Space car blows up. I think the body in the trunk is like still alive. Like he's keeping, oh! he's keeping somebody alive in that car. <laughs> Get me out of here! I'm in here still. I'm eating these freeze dried ice cream. It's just he's just eating space food, right? And Tang, yeah, he's just... <laughs> Tang, freeze dried ice cream. It's like actually intravenous. He can't not eat it, so it's keeping him alive. Sure, he wants to die. He's kept alive as long as possible to yeah. go as far as possible. Actually, I think it's Elon Musk himself, or maybe a twin brother, and maybe Elon's been brother. replaced yes. by a clone. That's true. That sounds good. And I think Elon is not here anymore. And with this space ice cream, right, one thing, why do they even bother doing it Neapolitan style? It doesn't taste like chocolate, right. vanilla, or strawberry. Why do they? It's like an insult to the astronauts to just be like, there's three flavors on this. It's like astronauts like there's no flavor. Yeah, there's one flavor on this. Gross. Wait, Neapolitan is an astronaut ice cream? I grew up with Neapolitan. Uh-huh. Are you seriously telling me that that's intended for astronauts? No, the the freeze-dried ice cream that they would send would be like Neapolitan style. Oh, in the like, style of Like there are three flavors in here. Enjoy. Right. Enjoy space jockeys. Loser. Yeah, enjoy. Yeah, but they make the worst. It's like the worst quality ice cream with the classiest flavor. Yeah. It's like Dippin' Dots. Yeah. It's like Dippin' mm. Dots. Those are gross Dippin' Dots. Did you have those in Canada no, as a boy? No, we had Coffee Crunch and Aerobar. That's about it. I like Coffee Crunch. You like a Coffee Crunch? Not nuts about Aerobar. Or is it Coffee Crisp? I think coffee it's Coffee crisp. crisp. How do you like your coffee, Crisp? I like my coffee in candy bar form. Yeah, that's the ad. Yeah. yeah. How do you like your candy? How do you like your coffee? I like mine uh, in the shape. Of a candy bar. How do you like your candy? Uh, like coffee. Hot. Boiling hot. Well, you two idiots, we have, have something for both of you. It's called Coffee Crisp. And it's got a lot of sugar in it. Now, David, this podcast of yours critical that you're doing with Nick. What, yeah. What's the, what, what, what can we look forward to? The first episode is out now. And it's the and oh. you, you guys talk about language in this first episode. Mm. Mm. Can you give a sneak well, peek to the best show audience what episode two might be about? Oh yeah, we haven't actually. I don't know if we've announced it yet, have we, Nick? I don't think this could be the official announcement. Um, well, we have a very special guest. Uh, no, he's no, a movie actor. No, no, no. That's episode four. Oh, that's four. Yeah. Um, what do we got coming up next, Nick? Uh, colors in the in the letter A. All colors that begin with A. Colors that begin with A, right. And this is a, something that is going to be very familiar with people because everybody sees colors, but they, they're not aware of really the amount of colors there are. And so it's going to be really crack it, unpacking this subject, cracking it open, and just really getting in there and talking about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's uh, it's a and so subject. we'll find a topic. I mean, you know, a lot. I know that the subject today is boring, and so we'll find something that people maybe they think is boring, 
and then we'll we'll enlighten about it. We'll 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 open it up and add uh, add show show all of the. Uh, extraordinary detail underneath it all. Right, because it's and not boring. There's really so much you can get into with the, the topic of colors. I think there's, you know, like you, we, we talked about on the show about the spectrum of colors and stuff. So, Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot. I mean, we're just two, just a couple of young content creators uh, trying, to, trying to get our stuff out there. And, um, and, we're, and we're doing it in podcast form. That's right. Yeah, we're really trying to Antichrist line, you're on the air. Hello. Art. Yes. You called. You asked me to call. What do you need? Do you claim to be the Antichrist? Yeah. Oh, then there's many questions that I have for you. Uh, First of all, how do you know that you are the Antichrist? How dare you? I dare. preconceived notions of what the Antichrist is. I don't dare. Have a valuable opportunity to talk... I don't. Well, I, 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 was don't. Not even, I don't. I don't. You tell planning. me. You I tell me. I was not even planning on uh-huh. coming out to talk to the public. Okay. But this is the first show ever that said, "Will the real Antichrist please stand up?" That's correct. I was very intrigued, and I just as an aside, I must say you have a an excellent show. I don't know if it was fate, but a couple of months ago, my cousin had a uh, birthday party that she was listening to this unique man at night. And although I do work during the day, I wish I was on the beach as the other guys had drinking a margarita. But well, that's what people imagine. But you know what people imagine is rarely true. And you're right. How dare I imagine to know what the Antichrist is? So you tell me. How's everybody doing tonight? This is Lance filling in for Denny, who's uh, arm surgery, unfortunately, uh, did not go as planned, and uh, he is currently back in the arm hospital, and we are sending our thoughts to him and our uh, best Beatle prayers to him also, and hoping that we know he's having a bit of a hard day's night right now, and uh, we just hope that soon he'll be able to say uh, good night to the uh, surgery, and he'll be able to live and let live. 
play on the Beatles song. I also want to say that the uh, Yellow Submarine mug, just to reiterate, it do not drink from the Yellow Submarine mug. It has been recalled due to high lead content. It is not dishwasher safe. It is not meant for liquids to be consumed in it. It is basically a container of poison. So... By whatever you do, do not drink from the yellow submarine mugs. We know everyone was excited. They are decorative. And it's even not clear whether they're safe as decoration. We're not sure if they are giving off anything that is not safe in a household. So please uh, do not. Do not even return the mug. Take the mug to your local dump and have it uh, destroyed. And please hold on to your paperwork. You will receive a replacement mug, which uh, will be coming uh, soon. I do want to say we are excited to announce that there is a new Abbey Road t-shirt coming out, which uh, depicts the Fab Four crossing the road as on the cover. And this shirt that is different from the other one, this one is blue. So that makes this one different. And everyone's excited. The pre-order begins on May 1st for the Beatles Abbey Road shirt. The topic tonight. Which powers do you wish the Beatles had? Which which superpowers do you wish the Fab Four possessed? Um, Albert? Uh... The phone number is 201-332-3484. If anyone has a uh, superpower that they wish the Fab Four uh, possessed. Line two. Welcome to Beatles Talk. Hello. Hello, hi. Hi. Do you have one uh, of the yellow submarine mugs? It's on pre-order. Well, I'm going to just tell you it's going to be a little delayed because of the high lead content in the mugs. Uh, I don't. I would be. If they could send it to me with the lead, I would still enjoy it. Please don't enjoy the Beatles. It is a. It is life threatening. I know your love of the Beatles is is strong, but this mug will literally take your life. Do not fight the urge to possess a Beatles collectible. That will probably take your life. So, do you have be, a Beatles? Yeah, what is yeah. a, what is a superpower that you wish the Fab Four had? Anything? Because I, I think a lot of the time I wish it would be interesting to see what Paul McCartney would do with the ability to move things with his mind. Like if he could just had what is that? Tell tell a telekinesis? Is that what that is? That's what that is, and I instantly, you know, you brought up the topic. I already had this for years. I wish George could start fires with his eyes. That's very interesting, because then he could be at a, he could be playing, and then say he was, say he was playing and and was doing like if he was doing savory truffle, for example, and he's playing. Sure. And then, to take it to a ne- to another level, he sets fire to something. 
just engages upon it, it bursts into flames. Yes. That would be very exciting. That would have been a very exciting addition to the Dark Horse Tour in 74, which uh, it probably could have helped mitigate some of the factors of George having uh, vocal troubles on that tour due uh, to alleged cocaine abuse. <laughs> he was, But I don't know if that's true. That's not my you... place to say. If the coke what... drip was frying his voice, I can't say that. How would it have changed the Let It Be con- rooftop concert? Well, it definitely would impact George presenting songs to the other guys, like the early version of All Things Must Pass. I think he might have been able to sell a version of that to the group if he could threaten to set them on fire. I think that, uh, might, that might have made them listen a little mm-hmm. closer to his, his song ideas. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for the call. And please, if the mug happens to show up, throw it away. No promises. No promises. Do not drink from that mug. I'm begging you. Is Beetle Talk. Albert, do we have anyone? We have call screener Albert, who's, uh, as you know, his name's not actually Albert. He takes that because it's a fun reference to Uncle Albert, Admiral Halsey. He, uh, that's his tribute to Macca. Line, I'm sorry? Line one. Welcome to Beatles Talk. Hello. Hello. Yes, hi. Do you, uh... Do you have a, which superpower do you wish uh, one of the Beatles had? Or any of the Beatles, or all of the Beatles for that matter? Okay. Hmm. Why would they be underwater? So that they could be in the octopus's garden. Then they would not need a yellow submarine. If they were literally underwater, they could go. That's very true. They could go wherever. It would actually, if they had that superpower. You could make a case that we would currently not be dealing with these mugs that are That's true. very <laughs> wouldn't bad. Need a mug. <laughs> Please, by all means, if you have one of these yellow submarine mugs, do not drink from it. Do not send it back. Have it destroyed. Take it to that good. take it to a color me mine and ask them to throw it into the kiln. <laughs> Throw it into the kiln, remold it into something better. No, do not remold it into the... It is faulty (laughs) at its core. (laughs) So if the Beatles could swim underwater, what do you picture... What what kind of adventures do you think they would go on? Do you think they would try to record Um, an album underwater, perhaps? Could be something like that. I'm sort of thinking in the ways of Metalocalypse, where they go underwater. Yeah, record a really... I don't Dark know what deep that is. sea album. The Mariana's Trench. I only know the Beatles. I don't know any other music. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. I'm sorry, what the Beatles. Yeah, because they're the only band, the best band. It's the best band and the only band. That is true. Whatever that is that you talked about, I'm sure they were very <laughs> influenced by the Beatles. They definitely were. What, that kind, was their of main what kind of music is the, this band you're talking about? Kind of dark. Uh, a little scary. Ah, Helter Skelter. Pretty influence. Pretty loud. A little bit opposite so they're, from the they're Beatles. They're borrowing but heavily from the song Helter Skelter. Definitely, definitely. Or I want that you. was probably their their main influence. Or I want you. She's so heavy. 
Yeah, that's a good one. That's probably their, yeah, that was pretty dark at certain points. So, yeah, I could see them. I could see that definitely happening. Pretty metal. Is there any music that the Beatles did not invent or improve? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Hip-hop, perhaps. Well, you could make a case that the Beatles did invent hip-hop. Hip-hop. Hip, hip, yes. The Ballad of John and Yoko was proto-hip-hop. That was... Yeah, anything with Yoko in there is definitely some spoken word. Yes. Well, thank you for the call. Absolutely. Albert? Anyone? Line two. Welcome to Beatles Talk. Hey, I, uh, I had one for the for the topic there, the uh, powers I would like to see the Beatles have. Yes, which power would you like to see one of the Beatles have? Well, I, I was thinking that if they all had uh, the powers of Mystique, the the X-Men, who could... Uh, yes. They could change form, so they could be, they could turn into anyone. But why would they need to turn into anyone else? They're the Beatles. Well, so then they could be, like, they could turn from, like, just being the Beatles to, like, uh, different, like, a costume change. Like, uh, like they could be ah, Sgt. Pepper's so Beatles. change into the, well, that, that, that is technically a different band. Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band is not the Beatles. That no, no. The so Beatles they, portrayed, yeah, they the Beatles portrayed them. Right. They have a, so, or they could turn into, you know, the cartoon Beatles from Yellow Submarine, or they could be. That's true. The classic, uh, uh, uh Ed Sullivan, uh, Beatles, black and white Beatles. Very interesting. I am also excited for Beetle Fest is coming up in Chicago. I am going to be conducting an extensive interview with the Beatles fan. Uh, her name is Edna Rausch, and you might know her from A Hard Day's Night. She's the Beatles fan who turfs out in the opening uh, credits and face plants hard on the sidewalk. We are going to do an, a four-hour interview with her on her. She has a book coming out called um, A Heart Falls Day, which is about her eating curb in a hard day's night. And uh, she's going to be talking about her book. It's more of a pamphlet than a book, to be honest. It's very thin. And I'd be very interested to hear that interview, it's though. It's going to be a very exciting interview. And I'll, I plan to ask her about falling in the opening credits to A Hard Day's Night. Thank, I, you, for I, your, thank you for your call. Albert, anyone? Line one. Albert, please tell me that you're still not drinking out of that yellow submarine mug. You are? You're saying no, but I see you drinking. I can see you drinking out of it. I told you, it's very dangerous. And are you planning on ordering the Abbey Road shirt? Yes. I'm ordering seven of them. That way I can wear one every day. Beatles talk, hello. Hello, Rance. This is Bill in London, England. How are you tonight? I'm good. Now, are you actually from London, or are you 
an Anglophile, as we call. Oh, I'm I'm a bit of an Anglophile myself. I, I actually live in Houston, Texas, but um, I tell people that I live in London, yes. And do you do this because you're a fan of the Beatles or that you're some sort of gentleman bandit and you... No, 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 I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the Beatles. robbing people. No, 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 giant fan, big fan, big fan. Yes, I did meet a gentleman bandit once, uh, a very nice guy. He tied me up and uh, robbed my house uh, of all my Beatles merchandise and collectibles. Oh, dear. And it, there was an aspect of it of it was very ungentlemanly. He thrashed me within an inch of my life. And oh. I'm lucky to be alive. And oh. he took everything. Thankfully, we caught him at the Beatles Fest in San Diego trying to sell uh, my Beatles board game. And he was uh, well, tried we're glad and to have you. and executed. Oh. So tell me about which Beatles superpower do you wish uh, existed? What well, I, I, of course, wish that um, John Lennon had been bulletproof. I'm going to let you stew in that one for a while because that's kind of the one anyone could have said. Well, I mean, if he'd been bulletproof, he'd still be alive today. The question wasn't whether we got it or not. That was not the, that was not the, that was not the question here. I'm going to let you sit in your filth for uh, a little bit here and learn your lesson. Very Very ungentlemanly. Very ungentlemanly. I will say you're one of the only people I wish would drink out of the yellow submarine mug. Fairly well. Good night. Albert? Albert? Line two. Hello. Welcome to Beatles Talk. Hi, how are you? I'm I'm well. To whom am uh, we? To? Uh, this is Alex and Colin from Florida. Oh, another 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 guy from across the pond. Yes. Um, so yes, I wanted to remark on the uh, the superpower. I, I I would hope that Ringo Starr could be a, a necromancer. Well, Ringo Starr would be a necromancer. That's very interesting. Now, what would that entail if he was, he would have control of the undead? Is that what that would grant him control over the undead or control or could he move the line of living and dead? Yeah, I mean, if, if one were to speculate on it, yes, I believe he would, you know, be able to at least interface with the dead and, uh, yeah, perhaps be able to shift the line, yes. Very interesting. Very interesting. If he did have that power, I know there are four people who drank out of those yellow submarine mugs that he would be able to to talk to and the the I the death toll is at four currently on the on the wait, four. It's, it's four individuals I've just been told I've just been told it's six. Oh, oh, is that from the wire? Okay, well, then, then I would speculate that if he were to actually speak with these individuals, that he could uh, perhaps insulate himself from further lit- litigation, possibly appealing to them. 
Yes, he could convince them not to sue. Thank you for the call. Beatles talk. Hello. Hey there. Uh, this is Dan from Auburn, California. I was hoping to uh, talk about George Harrison's Cloud Nine album. What would you like to talk about on it? Well, I, I, I just feel like it's uh, an album that hasn't gotten its due, and I feel like there are so many clear lines between what could have been with the Beatles and, and with this album. I think it's the most representative album of any of the Beatles that they did on a solo level. What is your, what's your favorite song on the album, When We Was Fab? Well, When We Was Fab, I feel like it almost is pandering. It's got my mind set on you. And I know that was the hit. Now, George didn't write that. Do you feel George didn't. He did not write Got My Mind Set On You. Do you feel that... I personally feel that it's only right if the original songwriter gave George full songwriting credit on the song because he is a Beatle after all. I feel like but that would have been the only fair thing to do. It's, that's why I'm so excited to, to be joining on your show tonight because it's a metaphor for what the Beatles stood for, which is it's a collaborative thing. He executed it perfectly. Yes. So what if he didn't write it? You know, I mean, you know, it, it was it, it must have been very difficult for him to even you know be in the recording session. You know, given the fact that he had uh, e-cigarettes for legs.
Dog Talk, and this is Vance doing on the show Prog Talk, and I have two guests in studio. My first guest is a musician. He's in a bunch of things. His name is Nick Thorburn. How are you? I'm great, Vance. Thanks. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for being on my show. And then I've got uh, another person. Hi. Hi, Vance. Wait. It's, you're a guitarist? I'm a guitarist. Nicole Lawrence? That's correct. And you play with, like, rock bands? Yep, I play with rock bands. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. So, what is the first prog record you bought, Nick? Jeez, um, probably Amon Duel, Amon Duel 2. So that's more along the lines of like the prog crowd axis. I suppose so, yeah. Amon Duel or Amon Duel 2? Amon Duel 2, yeah. So is there's a more experimental element Correct. to, to Amon Duel 2. Yeah. Are you also a fan of other bands like Faust? Yeah, I mess with Faust. Nicole, what is the the first prog record you bought? I'm going to say Court of the Crimson King. That's the King Crimson's debut album from 1968. Yeah, incredible album. And what's your favorite song on it? Um, It might be off the top of my head, I Talk to the Wind, I think. But there's so many good ones. Yes, there's all good ones on that one. Yeah, Moonchild. Yes. Epitaph is also on that. Yeah, yeah. That's a killer. Then the vocals on that are done, interestingly, mm-hmm. by Greg Lake. I didn't know that. Who would later go on to become one-third of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Right, of course. He left after their second album, In the Wake of Poseidon, mm-hmm. which many feel is slightly derivative of In the Court of the Crimson King. I, I feel that it is just an extension and continuation of what King Crimson had done. Yeah, I mean, that record was so influential. How could it not, you know? Now, which band do you play with, Nicole? Uh, so I've been touring with Mary Timoney. Uh, uh, Mary Timoney plays Helium. I play guitar with her. Now, is that a prog rock band? Uh, it is, yeah. Yeah. It's 100% prog rock. And w- who else? Uh, I'm about to go play a bunch of shows with King Tough. Now, is that like King Crimson? Yes. A lot. It's like King Crimson mixed with, like, ABBA. Which are not a prog band. Although you can say there are elements in certain ABBA songs. Some some would say the second side of ABBA. Yeah. The soundtrack to the ABBA movie. Uh Uh-huh. The girl with the golden hair uh, suite has progressive elements like... uh, Like the song I'm a Marionette Mm -hmm. has prog elements. Very progressive group. Nick? Yes, Vince. When when you go and you do some of your music, do you, which prog bands do you listen to before you record? Well, do you know, well, you know, does, does No Pussyfooting, uh, Frippinino count? Yes, that's, of course that counts, because Robert Fripp and Brian Eno from... From at that point, he was just out of Roxy Music. 
which would be one of the few bands that would you'd consider greaser prog. That you have uh, the singer looks like an Elvis impersonator, right? From um, from the future, from the future, and and from Transylvania too. Yes, he looks like if Elvis was a futuristic vampire. That's right. Yeah, and was also a dandy and dashing, a dashing. Yes, and was in a band with other spacemen who were playing music from that was very obsessed with the 50s and the future. A song like Remake Remodel is the perfect hybrid of past and future, if you ask me, because it takes the, the rave-up part of the song at the end that Eno takes that to a different place and, and makes it, and it's almost like it's He's sending up what a 50s rave-up would be by doing electronic squall. I second that. So a band like, so a record like No Pussy Footing, which is Fripp and Eno together, that's influential to you? I would say, I would say I, I, I lean towards the Eno side of things, but uh, some of Fripp's guitar solos on Eno's solo records are mind-melting. Beautiful, beautiful stuff, and the Frippertronics and all that kind of thing. I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm on the outside of Prague looking in, but uh, yes, but I, I'm fascinated by the um, the many notes. Now the Frippertronics, ma- many Americans were turned on to that when he appeared on Midnight Special, Jack Wolfman Jack's Wolfman's uh, Midnight Special, and displayed his Frippertronics equipment. And that was an episode I believe Cheap Trick also performed on, who were, were not a prog band, and as far as I know, still aren't a prog rock band. Although you could say there are prog elements of Dream Police in lyrically. The concept of Dream Police is something that would not be out of place on a, a, a Jethro Tull album, perhaps. So with the band Yes, do you feel that the band Queen are lyrically more progressive than Yes. Yes, they're more musically progressive, but Queen sang more about giants and witches than Yes ever did. Well, how do you feel about that, Nicole? It's hard to compare them. They're so, um, you know, they're such different animals you know and the um you know i think john anderson was an elf correct wasn't he an an evil elf i think he would be chaotic good if he was an elf (laughs) he would still not be pure evil right he was a whimsical elf he was a whimsical elf yeah rick wakeman is a wise wizard Mm -hmm. yeah steve howe is a is a is a weathered old mage. Mm-hmm. What about Trevor Horn? Well, Trevor Horn. Then we're talking about the drama era. Are we talking about Trevor Horn as the producer of Nine O One Five O, or as Trevor Horn as the lead singer of drama when yeah, he joined from the bu- post Buggles? Well, actually, not post Buggles. The Buggles were still going an ongoing concern when Trevor Horn and Jeff Downs joined. Yes. For the drama album. 
I just like the Buggles. That's kind of where I land. Yeah. Yeah. So, he would be a scientist. A mad scientist who is trying to make things better. Mm -hmm. That's Trevor Horn. And he also worked on records uh, by Frankie Goes to Hollywood and his own band Art of Noise, which are maybe the 80s prog continuation of bands like Emerson, Lake, and Palmer doing the Peter Gunn theme, mm-hmm. which is something that ELP did. Mm-hmm. If you were to put your ultimate prog band together, who would be in the band? Gotta have Steve Howe. Steve Howe on guitar. Yeah. Can we have Fripp, or did we already... Is he taking... You can do your own band. Oh, oh, oh. You can have Fripp. Okay. I'll take Steve Howe. Who would be the bass player? Well, my ultimate prog band would just be Yes, I think. It would be Yes. It would be Chris Squire, you know. But what if you got a different singer instead of John Anderson? That would what be, would that like, do? that would be the, yeah. Like Anthony Kiedis, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no one's ever done that before. Are Red Hot Chili Peppers a prog rock band in any way? To me, they are, yeah. I mean, I know Michael Rother from Noi. I know we're getting German again, but Noi and the, you can see the kind of Venn diagram between the the, chi, the Chili Peppers and um, and and Noi and um, and even Kraftwerk to a. So there's some sort of axis between Kraftwerk and Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't think it's been t- touched upon, but I think you can, if you're looking, you can really see it. So I would put. Ketis in in the mix. I would throw him in the mix. Mm-hmm. So he, so you're basically saying your band would be Yes with Anthony Ketis <laughs> as the singer and, and Chad and uh, <laughs> Flea and Josh. And jo- would you take Josh? Or, I'm or taking Josh. Take, I got to take Josh. So then, what you're saying? So you're taking Josh, who's the most recent guitarist in Red Hot Chili Peppers. So basically, your ultimate prog band is the Red Hot Chili Peppers with Rick Wakeman. I would love to have Rick in the mix, yeah. I would love that. With with the rest of the guys and Rick, that would be my ideal. So your prog band is Red Hot Chili Peppers, Anthony Kiedis, Flea, Chad Smith, and Josh Klinghoffer. Josh Klinghoffer and Rick Wakeman. That's correct. And Billy Corgan maybe could kind of float in and out. He could just do keys or something uh, with Wakeman. Sure. And Nicole, which would you be your band? It's just yes. Yeah, I think it well well, you know, I'm just so dazzled by the by the Anthony Kiedis selection, it's hard to it's hard to know. But yeah, I mean it well I would have to have Steve Howe and I would have to have Chris Squire and then I would probably have Phil Bruford. So then maybe I'd I, I don't know, I'd have to think on the singer, that's a tough one. Dave Grohl? Yeah, it wouldn't be Dave Grohl for me. <laughs> That'd be a hard pass. That's a hard pass. It's a hard pass, yeah, it's a hard pass on that one. But he, he does seem so nice, you're right. I think he seems like a great guy. I'm not sure if he's a, uh, as progressive he, I don't as think, I would no, like. No, no. He seems like he's... He's met me like a he little... rocks. Regressive. Regressive. I didn't want to say it, but... Though so he's like, not prog rock, he's reg rock. Yeah, yeah. He's a reg rocker. Which is the opposite of prog. Line, you're on the air. Hello. Art. Yes. 
You called. You asked me to call. What do you need? Do you claim to be the Antichrist? Yeah. Oh, now there's many questions that I have for you. Thorburn from Vancouver Island, British Columbia, Canada. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I got your prison. Yeah, just open it. Oh, wow. Thanks you like so it much, Godwar. Oh, a Beach Boys autographed trading card. Yeah, so you're, like you're in a band or what? This guard war. I was. I can't open this guard war. Hold on a sec. God. Um, okay, I got it. Because he got like Cardi B on. Wow. Yeah, I didn't get Cardi B. No, sorry about I that. I got Nick D. Nick D. Nick Tiggy T. Thorburn. <laughs> What's up, dude? Whoa, this is just a piece of cardboard in the middle. This is a. Yeah, or is this gum? Be, there might be a signed card in there then. Check it out. Oh, really? Oh. Careful. Carl Wilson, it's uh, signed. It says, I don't want to read that. It's kind of depressing. Um, and Mike Love, who looks like he's in the Manson family in this one. Yeah, that's what I got you. Now, wait, so you're like in a band, right? You do your thing. I try. Look, I don't have these questions written out. That guy, dude, writes his stuff out ahead of time. I'm coming up with a little light. I'm the prep. Doot, doot. Nah, no, it's not time for that yet. That's the end. Hey, Mike. It's me, Guard War. Oh, boy. Oh, brother. I do a lot of planning on this, I gotta admit. Yeah, Beach Boys. Yeah, I got you another thing here. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Breath. What did I know what that Thank is? Thank you so much. This is the Under the Dome. This is two cards from the Under the Dome show. Um, yeah. This is the, oh, this is a great episode. The fire. This is when the dome caught fire and everybody died. 
I guess. And then yeah, that was the final one. They all got cooked in the dome. Cooked in the dome, I think, was a Cypress Hill joint too. How uh, do I get Cardi B on this? Um, I think she did Nardwar show. Yeah. Hey, Mike. How's that Kirkland beer treating you? Not good. Mike, Mike wears these shirts, right? He wears barf bibs now when he drinks. Right, Mike? Yeah. Wait, Mike's coming in here. Hey, hey, Gary, what's up? It's me, AP Mike. You know what they call me? Sleeping pill. Because I put everyone to sleep. Talking all about boring stuff. What do you get when you cross? Wait, hold on. Hold on, losers. Hey, did you know AP Mike is so fond of hard luck that he... Oh, that one stinks. When Mike goes to the dock... That's terrible. His Mike's motto is let your smile... Let a smile be your umbrella. And he always gets a mouthful of rain. Oh, that sucks. Bad by even the dumb joke book. It's like a self-help. Get that out of here. Where'd my milk burrow book go? Pat stole it. Hey, Pat. You gonna return that milk burrow joke book? I saw you go through my stuff. You stole my Milton Berle joke book. Good old Pat. Yeah, you stole it. Give it back, you crook. How could you do that to me? Oh, you hid it. That's even worse than stealing it. Okay, Milton Berle joke. Laziness. Mike can fall asleep in the middle of a nap. Mike doesn't walk in his sleep. He's so lazy he hitchhikes. Get it? Uh, what else? We got liars, legs, pets, pessimism, pedestrians. Who the hell needs a dumb pedestrian joke? The other day I stopped on a dime. Unfortunately, it was in a pedestrian's pocket. A pedestrian is a man who thought his wife gassed up the car. What's that mean? Electricity? How old is this joke book? Making jokes about electricity? He's not a genius. When the power went out, he was stuck on the escalator for two hours. Right, that's barely about electricity. Halloween. Oh, this book. Israel. Oh boy, you're not doing those. This book sucks. Snakes. Smoking. Wait, do you smoke? Anybody smoke? No? Mm-mm. Let's see. Unlisted. Unlisted numbers. 
Okay, I'll do some of my unlisted numbers material. I heard of an unlisted gun store. It only sells blanks. I'm trying to get my unlisted number listed, but I don't know what it is. Used cars. Nope. Vaudeville. <laughs> it's embarrassing even for Milton Berle. Yeah, this guy was... Book. Yeah. Drowning. What? <laughs> it's the Ted Kennedy oh, here section. we go. Drunks and drinking. Hey, Mike. Two drunks were... Okay, now. AP Mike and his pal were walking along the railroad tracks. AP Mike said, I've never seen so many steps in my life. AP Mike drank so much he lit his he lit the candles on his birthday cake with one breath of oh boy. Dumb. Oh here we go. Dumb. No dull. Dull. Mike lights up a room by leaving it. He's so dumb he can't even entertain a doubt. Alright. I'm waving the white flag on this. Here, I got you something. Like Nordwar. Oh, but did? Gardwar. Thanks, Gardwar. Wow, this is beautiful. It's a Beach Boys Pet Sound um, model car. Yeah, just like the car they drove around in when they recorded the album. It's beautiful. Deuce Coop? That's the, no, that's the car that Brian Wilson and Tony Azure smoked weed in. <laughs> is that the car they picked Charles Manson up in on the way to the, back to the... The crib. That was Dennis's car. Oh, right. So anyway. Doot, 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 doot. Mike <laughs> sucks. <laughs> so, look. If you're going to do a thing like that, if you're going to go to a King Crimson show, you know Robert Fripp's a sensitive guy already. Why would you yell out, Fripp? I couldn't believe it. It was a disgrace to the people of Red Bank. I could not believe they acted that way at a show. Hey, it's the best show here with uh, Nick Thorburn and our friend Nicole Lawrence. How are you? Hi. 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 Now you, Nicole, you play guitar and you like shred, right? I don't know, Tom. No, you that, do. I saw the show. That's kind of you to say. It was like uh, like a Southern Boogie Rock thing. Yeah, the Mary Timoney show. Yeah. Yeah. And when you say to Mary Timoney, hey, I'm thinking about uh, what if we take this song and it's 11 minutes long, mm-hmm. but slightly longer than Freebird. Right. What does she say to that? Well, the best part of that is that that was kind of, I think that was her idea. Okay. Well really? Well, she's a, a genius. She's a she, yeah. She's a guitar right? god. She really is. Yeah, she really is. But you're like her equal. That's that's a high compliment. She's a, she's she's um. It's a real privilege to play with her. Yeah, it's heavy duty. It's heavy duty. Yeah. No, she said to me when we were rehearsing. She said we started playing, and then she said, "What if um? What if I play a guitar solo, and then you play a guitar solo, and then we can just both play guitar solos." And I said, I've been, you know, this is, I 
I've been waiting my whole life for somebody like you to say that to me. So then we started jamming, but I think that she did, she, um, it became its own thing. Like, I don't think anyone expected it to become a a southern rock band. No, because then you literally were doing the thing where you're back to back. We literally do that, yeah. Yeah, the back to back. Have you ever done that, Nick? Yeah, I have. It's, it feels incredible. Yeah. It, I mean, that's not planned. That's just what, you know. Now, when you go. But when you do that thing, when mm-hmm. you share a mic, that's I would not want to share a mic. Yeah, we didn't do that. We did not share a mic. That always seems odd when people crowd in on the mm. same mic. Yeah, that makes me feel nervous. It's how we do it in the studio, so it kind of, it kind of. Um, like you all gather around the mic. Yeah, we have one headphone and mm-hmm. one he- speaker, and we just. And you're of, like, like, okay, ah. It's per- yeah, one take. It's right. Yep. We're halfway there, <laughs> living on a prayer. The weirdest thing is when you see people just doing just vocal things. It's yeah. funny. Yeah, the, the, like, the, the acapella kind of. Yeah, mm-hmm. the feel when they hear it in the head. You hear the bleed in right. the headphones a little bit, and then they're just like, and they're just like, uh, like they're in the studio, like listening, like. Hold me now and watch a hoodwink to make you stop think. <laughs> like they're hearing the terrible. God. That was all. The Bare Naked Ladies is, is, is looms large in my life. Because of Canada. Yeah, I think the, the my first band, The Unicorns, I really, mm-hmm. my greatest fear was that I sounded exactly like the, you know, uh, the Bare Naked Ladies. Mm-hmm. But which guy? A combination of uh, Ed and Steven. So you were yeah. like a weird. Hybrid, but we were the unicorns were a duo. We we were like a co-fronted band. So I I had this weird fear. Not maybe it wasn't even weird, but I was like, do are we the new bare naked ladies? It was a. And the other guy is the one who's like does the because the one guy's like it's been right like and that guy yeah sounds like right Stephen Stephen he it's been. He just reformed with uh, at the Junos this year. He just reformed with with the, the guys with BNL yeah. And then Ed is the guy who's got that. Listen, love, bling, bling. That you mean voice. Golden Pipes? Yeah. yeah, and and he can rap too, which yeah. is cool. Like a thing when you think of the thing with the, it's like a bull with the bit the thing, right? That song was like, and out your front door. He's always got that. I was yeah, over enunciated. That's I fear I do that too. Anyway, but look, so you were scared. Because people in Canada, I think it's great the pride of of heroes, where it's just like, no, we back our yes. our heroes. If you were to name any person right now, I could tell you whether they're Canadian or not. Mm-hmm. That that's like an inborn kind of skill set that we have as Canadians. Sure. So if I said to you, if I said who in SCTV is not Canadian, who would you say? Oh God, I didn't I didn't know there was a non-Canadian, but maybe naturalized citizen. Think, uh, Andrea Martin? It might be Andrea Martin. I think it's. It, I think you might have just got my it. spidey sense is going towards. Isn't that nuts? I think you just got. She feels not. <laughs> you just there's a part. Yes, an American Canadian. Right. I knew that she was. She eventually got her citizenship, but something about her was not Portland, Maine. Yep. yep. You oh, it's not. It's not me. It's it's comes mm-hmm. with. The Canadianism. Sure. Where did you grow up, Nicole? Western Massachusetts. It's like out in like Jay Mascus country. Yeah, exactly there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. In that area. 
when I was a kid, he was teaching drum lessons at the music school in my town, mm-hmm. and at, like everyone in my junior high was freaking out trying to get drum lessons with mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. He's a great drummer. He's a great drummer. Yeah, King Tough was in Witch with him. That's right. Yeah. And you're in King Tough now. <laughs> in King Tough's band now, yeah. Yes. Yep. So let's go back to Canada. Well, Western Mass is its, is its own weird. It thing. is, yeah. It's totally its own weird thing. Whether it's Supreme Dicks, right, or whatever. Like, see, is it like is it kind of dirtbaggy out there? You know, I haven't lived there in a really long time. But when I lived there, there was um, honestly there was a really good music scene. And know? I mean dirtbaggy in a good way. Look, oh. I'm from New Jersey. Yeah. I'm not to, like. What do you think? I, what do you think? Who do you think I'm hanging out with? New Jersey. So Dirtbag Central. It was dirtbagging in the best way, yeah. Yeah. It was good. I mean, in a good way, yeah, dirtbagging. Sure, yeah. A lot of people, weirdos walking through the woods. So, that's all it is. Right? Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, with Canada, this is, it's endlessly, I love Toronto. It's I know you do. The bat, the bat fight, famous. The famous bat fight on Young Street. Um, I, Toronto's incredible. It's really. It's like got the best of both worlds. It's got the best of America and Canada wrapped now, is up in that, a, Is that the New York City of Canada? I think it's maybe the Chicago in a okay. funny way, mm. but it, it but it is. It's just so big to me. It's so like spread out. I, I get a little overwhelmed in Toronto. But. Does that mean that like Quebec City is what Philly? I would say Quebec City is like Versailles, maybe. Okay. No, I, I don't. I don't. Know. <laughs> Quebec City, Montreal is definitely the Philly, I think. Okay. I think that's accurate. Trailer Park Boys. Never seen an episode, Mm. but they are all Canadian. Yes. I'll tell you that. But you could just tell. Oh, yeah. There's just Uh, an aura coming off of them. Bubbles, fully East Coast. You don't even know who that is. Nope. But you know. He's from Halifax. Yes. You know that's Halifax. Like like the Sloan. The, the, mm. When you see those guys, you're just like, oh, you guys are so Halifax. Mm. Yeah, I can feel them at the Kyber. You know, they're just uh-huh. rocking the Kyber in my mind. Yeah. Jail. Jail. Yes. Early sub pop. Yes. Back to the phones. Best show, hi. Hey, Tom. Hi, who's this? This is Tyler in uh, Portland, Maine. Tyler in Portland, Maine, home of... Um, the, uh, Andrea Martin, of, uh, I just said it 15 seconds ago. Sorry, I'm, I just got out of the Mountain Goat show, so I haven't been listening. That's right. They're in Maine tonight. I was, yeah, I was just there. It was great. What songs did they do tonight? Oh, man. They did a lot of songs. They did, uh, uh, my, they did, uh, I believe they did the song called Going to Maine, which it seems like, mm-hmm. uh, one that they don't do very often, but, um. They did uh, a lot of great songs. I am more familiar with their earlier stuff, but uh, it was I've been wanting to see them for years now, and finally got to, and it was really fun. Did they do, If I Had a Million Dollars? That might have been the last encore song, but I, I missed that. That song you like but, that uh, It was very good. Great. So what do I what to what do I owe the pleasure of this call? Well, I had a thing for the topic, um, which I don't know. We we 
spoke last week uh, about boring things. It started with like the BB King uh, guitar talk, and then yes. guitar talk you mentioned is boring to me. No, right. Paul's saying hard no. Hard no. And uh, and then you talked about fantasy sports. Mm-hmm. Is that boring to you? Yeah. No, sports? but I I really find it boring when people have this sort of like a blanket negative. Uh, sort of smug opinion about sports in general, where they don't like them, and they say things like "Yay, sports, sports ball. ball!" and uh, yeah, they, you know, like they they sort of feign ignorance about basic things about sports just to seem sort of uh, above it, and that I never boring. Say, and they'll say things like "Go, oh, good, go, go, sw- hit a touchdown," like exactly. that. Exactly. Sports hero, yeah. give a sports hero, Nick. Um, growing up, I was really into the San Antonio Spurs and David Robinson, who is mm-hmm. maybe the least uh, interesting sports hero of all time. Yes, the Admiral. The Admiral. I, I like that he was left-handed. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you left-handed? I am left-handed. I think I, I glommed onto that. Do you know who else is left-handed? Uh, if they're Canadian, I could definitely tell okay. you. <laughs> Do you think I'm left-handed or right-handed? I think you're left-handed. I am left-handed. Yeah. Jason Walliner is left-handed. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's the guy who did, uh, he does all sorts yeah, of stuff. Yeah, where do we, we don't, we don't, we don't have, we don't have. Nicole, are you right-handed? Right-handed. Oh. Right-handed, yes. I am. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. You're out. Um, so you, young man on the phone, uh-huh. do you think guitar talk is boring? I mean, honestly, not really. But uh, I get why it is to most people, and I'm totally on on their side for thinking that. But I'm sort of guilty of it sometimes, but, uh, but just among friends, hopefully. Sure. So, Nicole, if I asked you, can you lean up on the mic? Yeah, sure. So if I said to you, like, tell me about your favorite guitar, uh-huh. what would that sound like? Oh, well, I mean, I would start talking about, like, early 50s Telecasters probably. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Are you, <laughs> are you kick me out of here? What's your um, dream guitar? My dream guitar, I mean, that's a, it would either be a 52 Blackguard Telecaster or a mm-hmm. 64 SG Standard. Okay. Yeah. Or a uh, 59 Les Paul. All right. Whoa. Yeah. See, that's not that. And how that's about cool. pickups? Let's talk about pickups. Sure. I mean, it depends on the application. Okay. You know? Well, like, for what guitars did you bring on tour with uh, Mary? With Mary? So I brought a, um, I brought a Strat. <laughs> I love, I love things that I don't exactly know what they are. Sure. So. So you brought a Strat. I brought a Strat, which is a you know a pretty ubiquitous workhorse mm-hmm. guitar. You yes. know, short for Stradivarius. It's short sure. for Stradivarius. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the um, if you remember some, I switched guitars during the show and mm-hmm. I had a, a second. Oh, I remember. Yeah. So I had the one that I was bowing. Mm-hmm. I booed when you switched guitars. Um, yeah, that was you. No. I heard that. Don't. <laughs> Don't switch. Don't so switch. Don't <laughs> switch. I got a chant going. Um, that guitar was a 60s Tysco guitar that had mm-hmm. a – I'm going to get into the uh-huh. details to really try and bore you guys. Yeah, yeah, it me. had a gold foil pickup in the neck position, and uh-huh. then in the bridge position, uh-huh. Uh-huh. it had a, um, a Lawler-made Thunderbird bass pickup. Mm. Wow. Now, Nick, you are, you, all of you you are a guitarist. I am a guitarist, yeah. And is that like – are you a gearhead? Uh, I'm a crazy gearhead. Yeah, I'm like a. F- I got gear for days. Yeah. Uh-huh. I rock a Ferndale. 
um, and uh, with uh, bolts on either side. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I, I don't actually know. I don't know too any too much about guitar. What kind of axe do you sling? Uh, well, <sighs> God, it's so stressful to talk about gear because I don't really don't know any. I, I'm a really just a fraud. I don't know how to play guitar at all. But you I, must, I, I play right handed. The name written on the uh, neck it, of it. <laughs> at some point, you've seen that there's a name on the headstock. <laughs> Not this one. It doesn't have a name on it. Um, I think I'm going to get a guitar, and I'm going to get the St. Vincent guitar because it seems expensive and light. (laughs) Is that light up? Is that the PRS one or something? I don't know. I think Ernie Ball makes it. Ernie Ball. I use Ernie Ball strings. You do use Ernie Ball strings. Yeah, we talked about this earlier off mic. That guitar is is, uh, specially designed for women, with women in mind. Uh Uh-huh. Jack White played one on Saturday Night Live. This past weekend? Yes. Did, is that true? He did, yes. Well, my goodness. And then it disintegrated when he touched it because the guitar senses whether you're a woman or right. not. yeah. And then it crumbled into dust. dust. That explains yeah. what that was happening. Did yeah. you see that SNL with w- w- the George Harrison tribute when Prince played the guitar and he threw it up in the air mm-hmm. after he finished and it yeah. never came down? Mm-hmm. No, it's still hovering in the air. It's a, yeah. I don't. because George Harrison has mind powers. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I remember that when he did, when he did that because Prince could do that. He could play guitar really well on songs that were maybe not the greatest song. Right. Like he kind of ran out of songs at a point. Am I wrong with that? I played the fifth on that one. There's Prince? a lot. Yeah. I don't know. He You're, didn't. He, he didn't run out of guitar solos. No, of course not. Sure, no, yeah. like I could play guitar all day long. All day. But you never hear anybody being like, you know, what song I like is the one from. That album he put out in 2004. Right, I can't take you anymore with the breathing. I feel like I'm. I feel like you're gonna ask what I'm wearing next, right, Mike? He's gonna ask what I'm wearing. He was a Stephen Page fan, I think. Best show, hi. Hey, how you doing, Tom? Good. To whom am I speaking? This is Carl. How are you, Carl? Carl, where are you calling from? Columbia, South Carolina. Ah, home of? Home of many things, I guess. Well, give us a couple. Uh, well, Strom Thurmond. Yes, the great Strom Thurmond. The great Strom Thurmond, yeah. who has a statue on the uh, State House yeah. grounds there. Yes. He's still hanging in there. He's hanging in there. He's walking proudly. Yes. He seemed like he was a vampire. Like, he seemed like if he was just like, yeah, I'm part vampire, he'd be like, yeah, okay, makes sense. You so, think he was part vampire? I think he was totally vampire. Okay, I'm sure he was total vampire. Well, he has to be at least be a daywalker because we've seen him out and about. It's not like he only showed up at, like, Senate things at night. Like, here comes Strom Thurmond at night. Uh, vampires, I vampires have their ways. Yeah, daywalkers do. Because you know why? Blade was a daywalker. He had all of their strengths and none of their weaknesses. Because his... so he he could he, he could uh, operate during the day. He lived such a long time, though. That's Blade, an amazing, Blade amazing thing about Blade, him. Blade lives a long time. Yes. Unfortunately, yeah. well, are you still talking about boredom tonight? I can't say the I mean, same speak, thing about speaking Whistler. Of, speaking, <laughs> speaking, of boredom, speaking of boredom, we're talking about Strom Thurmond, for God's sake, and the fact that he has a statue uh, on the on the grounds yeah. of uh, the 
the South Carolina State House, which is awful. So, uh, and what is what is it. what is he doing in the statue? I picture he's he's walking proudly toward toward the congressional office, as it were. That 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 was burned down. So there's an actual plaque that commemorates the old state house that Sherman burned down in in his march toward. Uh, well, I mean, I think Sherman we all know where burned he was it going. down. Thurman brought it back. He, right? he, he took a match to those grounds and said, "Let let's let's all just right, right, calm, say that this is done." Calm down with this. What else is going on down there? What do you got for the topic? So I've got many things for the topic, but I, I it's probably already been said that I I mean, isn't death talking about death? Uh, as as boring as it possibly can get. Talking about death. Yeah. Why would you mean? So you mean people who are obsessed with death? Yeah. I, I, well, and I mean that can take many different forms, but yeah, I think on the whole, death. Yeah, talking about death. I don't know. I kinda... And birds. I think you're allowed to process human. Well, the birds part was a little weird thing you tacked on there at the end. Death and Birds, Death and Birds, right? My favorite Bob Dylan album. <laughs> Are you, Are you with there tonight? I don't even know. So talking, what's that? Are you with? Are you with there? Yeah. Who are yeah. you with? Yeah. Who am I with here? I'm with Nick Thorburn, the guy from the Critical Podcast. First and foremost. And from the band Islands. And uh, the guy who also is responsible... You know how wow, so nobody nobody in other words knows who you are. Oh, drop dead. You're a troll. Yeah, you creep. Oh. I knew that I recognized that voice. He, yeah. he, he's, he, cheap he's, bully. he's cheap. He's cheap. cheap I know bully. I know him I from like before. Him. He I don't think he's from South Carolina either. He's no. called in from my, all, Baltimore, all kinds of Mike? Yeah. That guy shouldn't have gotten through. That's what mark down on your thing, uh two demerits for that. And that's gonna mean um Pat, that's five lashes for Mike because it's two and a half lashes for each demerit. So, Mike, after the show, you're going to have to take your draw britches down and Pat's going to give you five lashes. Okay? Look, I don't make the rules, but actually I made that rule. So, um, yeah, no, that guy can jump in a lake. Talk about death. There's nothing wrong with talking about death here and again. It's all I talk about. Right? Yeah. We're allowed to ponder our own mortality. Maybe you don't do it all day long. Right. You got to talk about... Birds. Having a million dollars, birds, you yes. know. What's the... What does... Do birds and If I Had a Million Dollars have in common? Mm. They're both songs written by Canadians. Neil Young's oh, Neil Young, birds, birds, sure. Right? Oh, inside... Uh, inside... Gold Rush? After the Gold Rush? Yes. New York. Is he Canadian? Neil Young? Yeah. He is not. <laughs> he is from California. Yeah. He, he was born in a hearse. He renounced his... Uh, well, he didn't renounce it. He ran and never came back. Yeah. You, do you hear that story about him running into the Stephen Stills at a red light? He was about to leave town and head back to Canada? Yes. He was like... He came down to, to L.A., yeah. is that right? He yep. came down, like, trying to figure Los Angeles out, and nothing worked for him. Yeah. And then he was ready to leave, 
And then he runs into Stephen Stills right when he's ready to leave. And he's like, hey, Neil. Because, like, they had met. Right. At one point, he's like, look me up. And he couldn't find him. Right. Because back then, Milton Berle has a whole section on this. In the book. Yeah. Missed connections. <laughs> it is amazing to think that Neil Young was just like, he ran into Stevens. He met Stephen Stills at, like, some show. And then... He's like, yeah, if you're ever in Los Angeles, look me up. And then he comes down. He's just like, I can't get a hold of this guy. And then he's like, I guess I'm going to go home now. <laughs> it's like the it's the strangest thing that if only, if he would have got, look, he would have been fine. He would have gone back. Yeah. He would have figured it out. He would have called Rick James up and got the band. Yeah. Got the minor birds. The minor back birds. Together. Yeah. Yeah. But. The thing with Stephen Stills, I think it's the funny, when you think of, he forms, they form Buffalo Springfield, and he gets this guy, Neil Young, in the band, and this Neil Young just immediately starts taking control of the band, and then he forces the band into, into, finally the band blows up. So then Stephen Stills goes off, he forms a thing with Crosby and Nash, he's like the biggest band on earth at that point, and then Stephen Stills, this dunce, goes... What if we ask this guy who I was in Buffalo Springfield with to join this group when they're already huge? Yeah. And he, Neil Young joins it and promptly takes control of his second band. Right. Like, like now suddenly it's Young's band. Should have never have stopped at that red light. He should have burned right through it. Should have just, yeah. Should have just tore through it, not looked back. Go back to Canada, you bum. Yep. Right? Yep. That's what I say. Right, Mike? That is what you say now to people. <laughs> Go back to Canada. Yeah, now that I live in L.A. Beshow, hi. I said I'm a sneaking Grand Rapids. I've got something for the topic. What do you got? Um, I don't know if it's been mentioned. I've been kind of listening on and off as I, you know, commute around tonight. But when people uh, recommend something in depth, whether it's a TV show or a podcast, and just from, like, the first couple words, you just know it's not something you're ever going to listen to or check out. Uh-huh. Like what? So, like, any sort of, for me, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, so I will you know, sometimes somebody tells me to listen to podcasts, I'll, I'll say, oh, what kind, and then they tell me, you know, some crime thing or, you know, just something I know from uh, my taste. I just know it's not what's something I'm ever going to look what's into. What's your favorite podcast? Is it critical? So I, it's not critical. I listen to a lot. Uh, I used to listen to a lot more, but I really just narrowed it down to the best show, which yeah, goes without thank saying. You. Thank you. Which I got into from Hollywood Handbook. What? And so it's just. <laughs> you know but those guys. Knew, I'll say this. <laughs> Look, I love Hollywood Handbook plenty. Check their charity record out. See how much charity they've given to, and then sure. check how much the best show's given to. It's not even close. Yeah. Uh, sure. If so I really had just, a million two. podcasts. Yeah, it's just these those two, and then I like uh, you know the the Hamburger Men too. Those are, those guys sure. are those guys. pretty good. Where they're just like, I had the curly fries and I didn't like them. <laughs> yeah, and then I listen to that and I'm like, hmm, maybe I should go get some curly fries. Yeah. Well, stop being so impressionable. 
you consumer I know, clown. Right. Get off my phone. I don't know why that. Yeah, puppet. Right, Mike? A puppet. A guy sees a, a commercial. He goes and eats what's in the commercial. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to reach back here. I have two bags of M&M's. They're special that I saw at the store. And so I bought both of them. One's raspberry and one's mint. Whoa. They both what? seem gross, right? Mm-hmm. Let's pop them open. Yeah, here, try try the mint. <clears throat> oh, man. Try the raspberry. Go ahead. Thank you. Thanks, Sally. Wow. Of course. Wow. So. It's share size, if you want to. It's the two. Oh, no. Ever, look, please. You can't eat that whole thing. The 2018 Canadian Podcast Awards. With musical guest, Bare Naked Ladies. The original Bare Naked Ladies. Original lineup. If we had a million podcasts, they would do that. It's been one week since your last episode. (laughs) Five days since I downloaded the shows. Four days since I gave to your Patreon. Speaking of which, it's Patreon for the best show. Just give to the thing. Patreon.com slash the best show. Best show, hi. Best show, hi. Final two calls, then we're done. Hi, this is uh, Ben, the mail carrier in Portland, Oregon. That's right. What's up, Ben? Hey, uh, got something for the topic. What do you got? Uh, It's kind of specific, but when people say to their mail carrier, you know, don't don't bring me any bills today. Mm -hmm. So anyone who says, like, boring kind of like, like, oh, there's no price on this. I guess it's free. (laughs) If they go in a store. And there's no price on a yeah. thing. Like this, this is free, huh? Older people talk kind of like every like you working hard or hardly working. Yeah, what can I do you for? <laughs> I got w- one guy says to me every day, "You working hard or hardly working?" Yeah. And what wh- do you say? Which one? Which one is it? Thank you. I'm working hard. That's right. You you know what you should say back to him? Don't you know that I work hard? And you know that I play hard, right? And then you go. Palace! <laughs> right? Did he hang up? He hung up on that. He hung up on my my Bonnie Prince Billy jokes. No one hangs up on my Bonnie Prince Billy jokes. Best show, hi. Hey, Tom, how's it going? Oh, it's going. To whom am I speaking? This is also Tom. Good name, good name. What's up tonight, buddy? Yeah. I have one for the topic. What do you got? So I'm I'm a I'm a scientist and uh I think my wife would agree that uh talking about myself is the most boring topic. Mm-hmm. Do you ever say to her, I am a scientist and I am super boring. I will Not talk like all day and night about things you just don't know, right? No, if I if I said that that would at least be interesting. Well, you should do that. If you set it to music, it all goes down easier. What's a good science song? She blinded me with science. Yeah. Do Don't that. say she blinded me with science. Yeah. Nick just said that. Or you could do I'm a Scientist, which I just sang to you by mm. Guided by Voices. That, right? That's really by Guided by Voices? Yeah, it is. I don't know music that well. I'm sorry. Well... I guess you could, what do you, 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 you get, you get your head out of the test tubes, uh, uh, there, uh, what do you, Big Bang Theory, and, uh, <laughs> try to listen to some music now and again. I should. 
I should. I'm mostly listening to podcasts when I'm doing something like kind of mindless. Now, what are your I favorite podcasts? Music. You should check. The, first of all, check this podcast out called Critical, especially for a science-minded guy. Yeah, you're gonna like this podcast, Critical. It's heady stuff. You you probably don't want to be working in the lab while you listen. You got to f- put your full attention in. But I think you'll get something out of it. Mm-hmm. How are those? Are they're delicious. The they're raspberry. Mint. The mint. Do you want to try some of the mints? I'll try a mint one after. They're refreshing. The show. Oh yeah, right. The raspberry's good. I actually didn't open it. I'm doing it. I got they're you. Delicious. <laughs> what am I doing a commercial here for them? You don't have to. You don't have to lie about that. They're delicious. Well, they're encouraging We're not us to vote. Sponsored by M and M. They're encouraging us to vote, I guess, in the next uh, the upcoming price, election. For the flavor or for... Uh, vote Crunchy Raspberry. I don't know yes. who that is, but... Uh, I think vote. it's a Democrat. Yeah. Well, this bag of evidence says vote for Lyndon LaRouche. This is weird. <laughs> right, Mike? My, my friend, thank you for the call. Thank you. I want to just say thank you to my two friends who came down. I got Nick Thorburn, the... You can catch him. First of all... I love you, Tom. I love you too, Nick. The Band Islands, they're on hiatus right now for a little bit, right? Mm, yeah, five years. Five years? I need at least five years sabbatical. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know if we can allow that. This guy also did the music to the show Serial. You ever see hear that music? Boop, 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 beep, beep, boop. Isn't that how it went? Isn't I like, think that's how it went, yeah. It was a lot of marimbas, glockenspiel. Uh, that's the, the the decree for the NPR-related shows. you got to put some glockenspiel, marimba. Beep, beep, beep. Right? Yeah. And the cereal. It's been. It's been. I can't do it. <laughs> it's after midnight. I'm about to turn back into a pumpkin. So, um, and thank you to my friend Nicole Lawrence, who you can catch on tour with King Tough. Thanks, Tom. It was so nice to what, be here. Of, well, thank you for coming. What's going to be your big move for this tour? You're gonna. I don't know yet. You're gonna spin the guitar around, Steve Vai style. You spin it like you throw the strap around your, you know, like. Yeah, the moves. Top. The moves reveal themselves to me. I don't know what it's going to be yet. You, ZZ Top, maybe the buckle belt spins. buckle. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or uh, sh- uh, the the Steve Albini one where you get it kind of around your waist. Yeah. Yeah. That's too, that's. I don't think I can handle that. Or you could play real high up like John Dwyer. Right? Just no strap, strapless. Just under your neck. Yeah. Only he can do that. Highest guitar hold is John Dwyer, right? Oh, yeah. That's the benchmark. Yeah. He's the highest. Yeah. He's he's, uh, widely recognized as the highest guitar in the game. He's like the guitar equivalent of like the neighbor on Home Improvement where he only saw like (laughs) the... Oh, upper, Jim. You mean Jim? Upper half of his face. Yeah. The ne- of across the fence. Mm-hmm. He's like doing that fence thing, but with a, but meanwhile, it's like, he's like, oh! He's like, <laughs> whoa! Bound on. I don't have the reverb. I can't do it. Studio is here. I have the reverb. Mm. Mike loves it, though. Reverb does so much. Does it? It, it does a lot of the work. But the critical podcast, check it out. Check out King Tough on tour, and uh, they do all that stuff. And then uh, I'll be back here next week. And then, well, look, I got nowhere else to be. You know what that's like. Like Richard uh, uh, Gear and uh, an officer and a gentleman. I got no place else to go. 
I got no place else to go. But I'm going to play on the way out. I'm going to play a song by my friend Nick from his project, from the solo Nick Diamonds. Mm. I'm going to play uh, The Sting. It's one of my favorite songs. Oh, thank you. So let's listen to this on the way out. And we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.